0: In a year that has been so improbable, the
1: impossible has happened. A shot on Elo. Good! The Bulls win! You know what time it is. The most amazing, sensational, dramatic...
0: a special edition of the Sports Hour. This is Mitch Moe.
2: And this is the Mormon. Guys, we have a special treat for you today. A Megasode! Megasode! A Megasode of epic proportions, an NBA Megasode. If you have been a listener for a while, we did an NFL Megasode before the season, two and a half hours jam-packed with our good friend Tanner Presenny. This time, no guests, but still, no a ton of content, guys. We are going to talk about every single team in the NBA today. We're going to break down what we're looking at going in, into the season. We have ranked them last time. We did schedule like like standings predictions. This one's similar, but we don't have win projections for every team. But we have them ranked as far as one through fifteen in each conference. We're going to go through each conference, every team, talk about specific players we're looking for, narratives, team stats. Things, just everything, everything that you can think of with NBA, we're going to cover it here in this episode. So
0: buckle up. It's going to be a ride, right, Mitch? That's right, especially for me. Uh, I'm new to the NBA scene, so I am learning as we go, but I think I've put my time in. I've, I've studied up a little bit in... I feel I feel good about good this good good. You know, I feel good about.
2: We've this been prepping for this for a few weeks. I've been excited to do this since we did the NFL Megasode, If I'm being honest, because I just like NBA is my favorite, and I've just been rearing to talk about like the Orlando Magic for whatever reason. I don't know why. <laughs> just been ready to talk about the Orlando Magic and every other obscure team out there. And uh, uh, I've been the same way about the Phoenix Suns. Yeah, actually, same, same I actually way. am excited to talk about Phoenix, but. We are, we're going to get in, into everything today. So no matter what, if you are a fan of an NBA team, you are going to have content to listen to about your team specifically. We're not glossing over anybody. And it's going to no, be, be a blast. It's a long episode, as you can tell by the time length on here. Uh, so, you know, we'll do a little break between the conferences. If you want to cut this into, into multiple sittings, understandable. But we are here to give it to you all at once. That
0: is correct.
2: That's all we do. That's all we do is go hard. Give it at once. We go hard and we give it all at once. And there was no sexual innuendos in that whatsoever. No. Not. That's purely professional talk. Yeah. No. Yeah. (laughs) Exactly. All right. Let's get into this. Let us begin NBA Megasode. We're going to start today. So, So obviously no top fives, no news. We're just giving you the straight NBA content here. And we're going to start with the Western Conference, which, at least at the very top and the very bottom, is probably the most predictable conference of all. But the middle gets real interesting when you look at playoff teams. I legit have, I think, 12 teams that I legit think could make a playoff. Wow. Out of 15 teams, which is just insane. (laughs) I mean, I I think the West is really good, and there are going to be some very good teams that don't make a playoff this year. And yeah, I, I don't know what else to say about that. Let's just get into it, Mitch. Um, do you want to? Let's start with the bottom. How about that? Let's go 15. That first. sounds great. Just because uh, we don't want to end the podcast. Started from the bottom, about, now we hear. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, the top will be easy to predict, but the bottom team. So, Mitch, number 15 in the West, 15 team in the West. Who's the seller? Who's the seller team?
0: Well, I, th- I think we might agree on this one. I have the Phoenix Suns at the bottom. Okay. Uh, this okay. is eight straight seasons that the Suns have missed the playoffs. And um, last year, it was it was hard to find a bright spot for them. They won 21 games, and they lost 27 to their final 31. Um, if there was a bright spot to take away from this, Devin Booker has continued to develop into a, a very fine player, a big-time score. He averaged 24.9 a game. Um, and they had a breakout from TJ Warren scoring 19.6 a game. Uh, other than that, they have DeAndre Ayton to look forward to. I just don't know if that's enough. Um, like we said in the previous episode, if you guys have listened and stayed tuned for this NBA mega, so they just fired the GM Yeah, and (laughs) it's going to be a distraction in this, in this organization moving forward. Um, they have burned through two coaches already. They fired their coach last year that they started the season with after only three games. So this is a team that there's just, I, you can be excited about Deandre Aiden. You can be described, be excited about Devon or Devin Booker. I I'm still in football. mode. Sorry. I said Devontae Booker. You can be excited about Devin Booker. You can be excited about TJ Warren and Deandre Ayton, Um, and even Josh Jackson, you can be excited about that, but, I don't know if there's that much more to be excited about. I have them finishing at the bottom of the West. All
2: right. All right. I actually don't have them as the worst team in the West. Um, and I, I'll, get, I'll get into to talking about that in a little bit um, when I do get to them. But uh, my bottom team this year is the Sacramento Kings. I, I have Sacramento at the bottom here. Uh, I, I think – I I actually originally had Phoenix at the bottom, and then I switched them. Sacramento's not a good team. They won 27 games last year uh, under Dave Yeager, and they're bringing them back this season. I I like some of the pieces they have. What I am most curious about this season is how you build a team around De'Aaron Fox, who was the pick that they made last year in the draft, and Marvin Bagley, the third, the second, the third. He's something.
0: (laughs) The third, the third
2: yeah, Marvin Bagley the third, who they picked second in the draft this year. I, I, I I'm curious to watch them play. I think there's a lot of young talent on the team. Harry Giles was a a high pick last year, who sat out all last year with an injury. Uh, he has looked very good in preseason. He as was a very talented kid, especially through high school and beginning of college, has had injury issues that's kind of held him back. I think Harry Giles is in for a really good year. Willie Cauley Stein. I like him as a player. I just don't know how this young talent meshes. And that's what I'm most curious about. How they're going to build a team around De'Aaron Fox and Marvin Bagley. How do they do that? What kind of offense are they running? What kind of defense are they running to, with the skill sets? I don't think this will be a good defensive team. But I think the potential of De'Aaron Fox with his playmaking, his speed, Marvin Bagley's athleticism, his scoring ability, his rebounding. I think this can be an interesting combo. I don't think they're going to be terrible to watch. I just don't. I I don't see a lot happening for them this year. I think there's going to be another stellar year for them.
0: Yeah, I mean that that's that's a team that's it's it's got a lot of young talent, but they have to build. They're in a rebuilding phase yep. right now, and so it's it's going to be tough to see a whole lot of success out of them this year.
2: Right. Well, and I think when I look at a team like the Phoenix Suns, I think they're definitely a step ahead of the the, the Kings because they do have a Devin Booker, an All Star caliber player already. You know, and then and that's where Sacramento has a second year guy, a first year guy, a second year guy who's really playing in his first year because he didn't play last year. They, I, that's their best players, these really young players. Whereas Phoenix does have Devin Booker to rely on, a guy who can put up 20 a night every night. And so I, I see Phoenix as a little bit better than Sacramento, but both not very good teams. <laughs>
0: well, yeah. And <laughs> yeah. the Kings, unfortunately, are still rebounding from getting uh, maloofed. Is what I call it. Uh, <laughs> it's a good when, way. When the, Maloof, yeah, yeah, yeah. when the Maloof brothers were there, they got aloofed, and so they're still rebounding from that. But I think they're headed in the right direction now with a completely, basically, brand new team, um, starting from the bottom, and so things are going to look good probably in the future. For sure, they stick for sure. This core, but this year probably not so. Yeah, much. I think there's a
2: lot of potential there. Just, just very young. In fact, I do have. So my fourteenth team was the Phoenix Suns. Um, so okay. just, just, just a tier above. Um. Obviously, Booker's health is going to be a thing. I saw I saw a report today that he does expect to be available for the home opener. So should be go. I know we talked about he had – was it like a hand or a wrist? Some sort of injury thing like a month ago we just mentioned.
0: was a hand. He, it was a hand. Yeah, it was a
2: There's hand. a hand. Uh, but he seems to be good to go. At least he thinks for the home opener. So th- obviously his book – his health – uh, Aiton's development is going to be huge. Obviously, is the number one pick. They're going to rely on that. I love the potential of him and Booker playing together. I, I really really like that. I love Josh Jackson. I think he's an underrated player. Uh, from last season, he was the I think the fourth pick in the draft last season. had had a decent season. Thirteen points. Uh, you know, four point six rebounds. Nothing crazy. wasn't super efficient. Uh, but didn't play a lot of minutes, didn't get a lot of attention, and I think this year's going to be big in his development. I'm very high on his athleticism and his ability. I think he's going to make a huge leap forward this year. And if they can have a solid trio of Booker, Ayton, and Josh Jackson, I think that could be a really solid team in the future. I also love them trading for Mikhail Bridges in the, uh, in the, in the draft. This year, I think Mikael Bridges has the potential to be a steal of the draft. I think they got him at uh, 16. I think they traded for him. I don't remember who they traded for, but I'm pretty sure Mikhail Bridges was traded for. But either way, he's on the team. I like him as a piece coming off the bench. A lot of potential on this team, but much like the Kings, very young. New coach Igor Kokoskov, who was an assistant at the Jazz. I think he's going to be great. Uh, I'm very high on this team in the future, but this year will still be rough.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Number 14 for me is the Dallas Mavericks. Um, Made a lot of good... Offseason made a good offseason signing by getting DeAndre Jordan, a free agency coming over from the Clippers. Um, last year, Dennis Smith Jr. was an All Rookie Second Teamer. Um, and what kind of was scary about this team, in a bad way, was that Harrison Barnes was the guy that carried the scoring load. Uh-huh. That's that's what was kind of frightening about this. Um, but they did add Luca Doncic in the draft. Uh, obviously, one of the highly touted. Guys coming over from Real Madrid. And they have an all-time great on their lineup still. Dirk Nowitzki there. Um, averaged only 12 a game last year. But uh, the the lineup doesn't look that bad when you look at it on paper. Nowitzki, Harrison Barnes, DeAndre Jordan, Dennis Smith Jr., and then Wesley Matthews to round it out. Not a bad starting lineup with Luka Doncic coming off the bench. I just don't think that's enough. Um, the depth is definitely going to be... The, the big thing for them, Dorian Finn Smith, Finney Smith and Dwight Powell, are the guys that follow after that. So, um, it just not not a whole lot of depth there, and kind of an aging lineup with with Navisky, Jordan, and Barnes there. So, uh, it's I have them at number fourteen. Yeah, going into the season.
2: You know, I I actually have Dallas at thirteen. So, but right just kind of so I have, you know, Sacramento, Phoenix, Dallas, they're they're kind of the bottom 3, the for sure bottom 3 um at least in my eyes. And the one thing I'm looking for at Dallas is Luka Doncic. Like Harrison Barnes, they paid him when they got him from Golden State free agency. They paid him like the guy, paying he's making 24 million a year. Uh, I don't think he's the guy. I don't think he's that guy. Uh, DeAndre Jordan, obviously they got him the offseason. Great move. He wanted to be in Dallas. Now he's there. We'll see how it pans out for them. But all I care about is Luka Doncic. I think this dude is the real deal. I, and we'll talk about Atlanta later in the episode. I have no idea how Atlanta traded Luka Doncic for Trey Young. I have no idea how they thought that was a good move. I think Luka Doncic is going to be the best player out of this draft. I want to know you... What are the odds? What are the odds you would put down percentage-wise that Luka Doncic wins rookie of the year?
0: Oh. If Aiton is as good as I think he is, I don't think Doncic has that much of a shot. Uh. 20? 20. Okay. 25 okay. maybe? I cuz I good th- I mean really that's, think...
2: that's 25, that's you know, that's that's a good that's a I think know, I good... think
0: Aiton is so pro ready that you just cannot Look, that I mean, he's so fluid. He's an NBA ready body, and so I I just don't think you can shy with, uh, look away from that. And so I I really think Aiton's going to win that rookie year if he pans out the way we think he's going to pan out. Right. But Doncic, I think may, might be the second or third up. Okay. In in that conversation. Okay. Yeah.
2: You know, I I, I the, the, what Aiton has going for him is that he's going to be a focal point of that team for sure. Uh, and maybe not right away Luca will but I think eventually Luka is going to be the focal point of this team and it will happen quicker than most people think I I have odds probably about 40 to 45 percent that Luka doncha wins rookie of the year I think okay. he's clearly the best player in this draft and I think like I said long term wise he will definitely be the best player out of this draft but I think he has a chance to shine this year just because this Dallas team isn't very good Dennis Smith Jr. had a Pretty good rookie year, but nothing crazy. They're still trying to figure out how that team works with him, and now Luca is going to be the center of this team, and how Dennis Smith Jr. fits in that, how Harrison Barnes fits in that, how DeAndre Jordan fits in that. We'll be curious to see. I still don't think they're going to be a great team. I have them ranked 13, uh, but probably 30 wins. You know, they'll probably make 30 wins. I think they'll probably be a decent year for them. So, okay, yeah. What do you What do you have?
0: 13. Yeah. So my number thirteen is the Sacramento Kings, okay, and I yep. think that young talent is good enough to get them out of the cellar in the in the West. Um, last year, when the Minnesota Timberwolves qualified for the playoffs on the final day of the season, I may add, that meant that the Kings were now owners of the longest postseason drought in the NBA. Mm. Haven't been there since oh five oh six. They only won twenty seven times last year. Uh, they had they had a. They had some vets there and they became kind of disgruntled and, and not happy with the direction that the team was going. One of them was George Hill. He was traded at the deadline. And Vince Carter was, what well, you know, just he was traded as well, but he was also just super old. So, um, that kind of left Zach Randolph the only guy to put in work. But, uh, with De'Aaron Fox and Bogdan Bogdanovich, um, and their draft picks this last season, I th- this off season, I think that the Kings are poised to get out of the cellar with Marvin Bagley there, the number two overall pick, and I think I have them at thirteen.
2: Okay, you know I think it's clear, uh, obviously by our picks that those are definitely the bottom three teams. And I think it's pretty easy sure. to say Dallas, Sacramento, and Phoenix definitely the bottom three. What gets intriguing, and like I said, I think there's potential for twelve teams that that i think could be good enough to make the playoffs that's where we're getting into now so mitch number 12 on your list this is where things are going to get
0: weird i want to know what's 12 in the west so number 12 i have the memphis grizzlies oh okay okay yeah so last year the memphis grizzlies vastly underperformed i mean i think we thought they might be a top eight team going into last year and it was an absolute disaster for him. Uh, Mike Conley went down with the season-ending injury. Um, they had a poor relationship with Mark Gasol um, and David Fisdale, who was fired after 19 games. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were actually mathematically eliminated from the playoffs by Christmas. So it was a very wow. bad season for the Ma- for the Memphis Grizzlies. Um, but they did get Jaron Jackson Jr., which I think is a great talent to add. Uh, Conley will be back. Gasol will be back. Chandler Parsons will be back. Um, And I think that this is a team that is not going to compete for a top eight spot, but is going to be towards the bottom again. I don't have a whole lot of confidence in Memphis going into the 2018-2019 season. Yeah. You know,
2: it's very competitive. They're kind of one of those teams I think Conley is an all-star caliber player. Mark Gasol has been. I don't know where he's at now in his career as he gets older. I'm very on Jaron Jackson Jr. as well. I think he could be a very, very solid player. We'll see how he performs as a rookie. Um, I don't have him as low as 12, but they're kind of there. They're they're kind of there. I can see it. Obviously, like you said, uh, Fisdale fired. J.B. Bickerstaff hired, or I guess was the interim coach, and now has taken over as the head coach going into this season. We'll see what that does uh, for them as a team. My number 12, and this may be kind of a shocker, I did not know how to do this, Mitch. So I am assuming Jimmy Butler does not come back to Minnesota. I have Minnesota as number 12. And I'm doing this with the perspective that Jimmy Butler is no longer going to be on the team. Okay. So I didn't know how to do this. The issue that I had is where did I put him? And I'll get to that in the East because I don't really know. Uh, but I'm assuming he's not coming back. So based on that information, I have him at 12. That that isn't a good team. I don't like Thibodeau. I think he's not a he's not a good coach. He's not. He was a good coach. He doesn't fit in the NBA anymore. He really doesn't. It's just it's, he's just not fit in this NBA anymore. He plays like seven guys, and he runs them for 40 minutes a game, and they're so focused on this tight. Defense That doesn't allow for spacing, doesn't allow for movement, that other teams can just take advantage of. It's just not fit for the NBA. I think he should be fired, but they won't fire him to at least the end of the next season. But I think a bad performance, like a 12 seed, is definitely gonna get him fired. Uh I I I I I'm interested in cat Carl Anthony Towns was the number one pick a few years ago. I think he has the potential to be a great player. I just worry about his development. And a guy like Thibodeau I don't think helps him develop into the player that he can be. He's got to get better defensively. I think they don't use him right. If they could use him as the offensive weapon that he can be, this is a guy, Carl Anthony Towns, who I think could average 26, 27 points a game. He's that good on the offensive side of the floor. I just think they need to learn to use him right. And I, I, I don't know. I, I think this is going to be a poor season for them. I think Carl anthony Towns will play well. I think Thibodeau will be fired. And they're going to really have to figure out how they build a team around this young, budding star that they have in Cat. So not high on Minnesota, Mitch.
0: Yeah. I, I'm i not either because I have them at 11. Um, oh, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's I, like we said we don't know where Jimmy Butler is going to be. We assume that he's not going to be in Minnesota at the beginning of the season. Um, So it, and really Carl Anthony Towns is what they have to lean on. So um, just to kind of piggyback on what you just said, Carl Anthony Towns is really what they got. There's not a whole lot there other than him to suggest that, they're going to be a, a, a playoff team again. Taj Gibson is all right. Andrew Wiggins is all but right. but he's old. But and he's Wiggins old. Has,
2: has underperformed his entire. They're paying him like he's a superstar, and the, and the kid can't play like a superstar.
0: Sure. And then it, Jeff, it's, and Jeff Teague is Jeff Teague is just a middle of the road point guard. So it's right. It's it's really not anything to get too excited about for Minnesota this year.
2: Yeah, well, and if you look at their record with Jimmy Butler and the record without Jimmy Butler when he was injured last year, they are a great team with him, and they were not a good team without him. So going forward without him, even in a trade, I don't think they're going to get enough good pieces back to even be that good. You know, whether it's for Miami or whatever other team whatever other team trades for him, I, I just don't see the pieces being good enough to, to make him a real playoff contender. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So at uh, at 11, I have the Los Angeles Clippers. Uh, the Clippers were the 10 seed last year, 142 games. Now, half of that was with uh, Blake Griffin still in the lineup before they traded him to Detroit. And uh, it's an interesting team, to, to say the least. Uh, you know, they, uh, they they got rid of DeAndre Jordan. They got rid of Blake Griffin. This is a brand new Clippers team. And they have some interesting veterans that I like. Patrick Beverly, I think is a solid player. Uh, Tobias Harris has kind of been the star of this team and a, and a very sought-after guy. This last three seasons in the NBA, he's averaged over 18 points a game. Last year, he was 19 points a game and six rebounds. Uh, shot the ball very efficiently, over 500 uh, from the field and... Uh, 4.4 4 from three. So he, he, he kind of was the one guy that they had last year. Is that enough to push them into the playoffs? I don't know. Lou Williams, still a solid six man. And, you know, between Beverly, Harris, Lou Williams, Marcin Gortat, who they traded for uh, f- from, uh, from the Washington Wizards, they signed and Mute from the Rockets. They like I said they just have these Avery Bradley. They're such interesting veterans but like no great player. So they're like one of the weirdest teams I think we have. A lot of solid like like you add any of those guys onto a playoff contender to bring off the bench and they really have an impact. I just don't know how impact any of these guys will be in a starting lineup together. You know, with 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 no star player to kind of, you know, me, you know, put it all together. I do like the rookie, Shea Gilgis-Alexander. How good is he going to be? We don't really know. An interesting team. So that's why I had him at 11. Don't really know how it's going to work out.
0: Yeah, I had him at 10. I had him at 10. so there you go. Um, So the the big key is Lou Williams for me. Uh, Six man a year averaging 22.6 points a game. 2.5 rebounds, 5.3 assists. He had a breakout season, though, at age 30. So mm-hmm. it's it's a really a matter of can he duplicate that turning thirty one, so that that's the big thing for me. Um, like you said, a very weird lineup with Harris, Gallinari, Gortat, Beverly, and Bradley. So right. It's a very strange lineup. I don't. I this might be one of the weaker starting lineups.
2: Absolutely, absolutely. Um,
0: but a a very. A, a decent bench with harold williams and maba Mute. so
2: yeah and shea gildress alexander jerome robinson the other kid that they drafted uh yeah i it, it's an interesting <laughs> i it's just an, like a very very weak starting five but like enough decent depth but like without a star felt like a really actually really good player like what i don't know what can be done you know i,
0: I yeah i don't know I, I I really don't know what can be done. Like if I think this Beverly, is the team... I mean Beverly could break out and and really have himself a great year, and you know, and that would be great for him. But I don't see with this starting lineup how that could how they could even contend. I don't I don't see. Yeah, it.
2: I think the key to a playoff run, if you're the Clippers and you don't get any other players, they don't trade for a star, is Shea gildas Alexander, which many people are high on after. Summer League, preseason, kid's really good. He's out of Kentucky. But if he really has a solid rookie season, if he has a, you know, maybe, and I don't want to say a Donovan Mitchell type season, but a a, a very good season that could maybe push them to that level, but I just don't see that happening. And that's kind of the only hope I think they have for making a playoff run here.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, I totally agree. All
2: right. So that was your number 10, right?
0: That was my number 10.
2: Okay, my number 10 is the Memphis Grizzlies. So our bottom six are all the same, just, uh, just slightly different up. orders, which I think is about appropriate. I think there's legit nine playoff teams. I think there's those three teams, Minnesota, uh, Los Angeles, Clippers, and Memphis have a shot to be playoff teams if everything goes right. Uh, but Memphis I have at 10. I think with Conley health, healthy, he's an all-star point guard. I think he can get the job done. I, I don't know how Gasol is going to play this year, but I am very high. On Jaron Jackson, I like the depth that they have on the team. Some of the young players like Dylan Brooks, I think, really showed up last year. And I think this team could be decent. Uh, I I don't know how great, but they're always kind of a tough team to play. They're probably going to win 38 to 42 games. And so somewhere around there, depending on how it shakes out, you know, could push them up, could push them down. I don't really know. That's why I had them at 10. Uh, But not a terrible team. Will definitely be a tough team to play uh, throughout the season.
0: Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. All right. So
2: we're on number nine. So right at the edge of the playoffs. And I think we're going to see multiple teams as we did last year. We had two teams, the nine and 10 seed, that were both over 500 and missed the playoffs. I think we're going to see that again this year. So what's your number nine team? What's the team that's just barely missing out?
0: Well, we've been pretty close on 15 through 10. I think we might have the same number nine here. Oh, just, really? Okay. Just a hunch. I got Portland at number nine. Oh, okay. Just missing. Um, I. It was definitely a surprise last year when uh, they made the playoffs, and even when they were favored to beat the, or they beat the Oklahoma City Thunder for the Northwest Division title. But um, it's this this team's just not there anymore. They lost Ed Davis. They lost Shabazz Napier. Um, both to the new, for, both to the Nets, which is tough. Um, <laughs> But it, their starting five isn't bad: Damian Lillard, C.J. McCollum, Al-Farouq Aminu, uh, Evan Turner, and Jusuf Nurkic. 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 Nurchik. Nur, nur, nur Nur-chick.
2: Nur-chick. I think it's Nurkic. 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 I don't know. Nurkic. Nurkic. I think that's right. Yeah, something like
0: that. Uh, it, it's not bad. Um, and then, but the, the depth here is where what what worries me. Seth Curry is not bad. He's a great shooter, but he's definitely not someone to lean on. Neither is Maurice Harkless or Zach Collins. So, um, just a very blat team, really, that I think could make a bigger splash than what people think. Missing the playoffs, though.
2: Yeah. You know, this, I mean, they were the three seed last year, won 49 games, were super, super hot second half of the season. Uh, Lillard, a first team, all NBA. He's obviously talented. McCollum's obviously talented. But I, I I, think, and I will say this, I don't have them as the nine seed. So okay. before I get to my nine seed, I do want to talk about Portland because I have them as my eight. So I have them barely making it in. And I think what we saw last year was about their ceiling. 48, 49 wins. I, I think getting swept in the first round is not their ceiling. I think they could get to the second round of the playoffs. Uh, but I, this team, as currently constructed, is not good enough to really compete. They're good enough to win games in the regular season and probably make a playoff, but I think that's about it for them. I, you know, I, I think Damian Lillard and McCollum can that actually win you a championship? I don't think so. Yusuf Nurkic, Nurkic, Nurkic. I, I don't know if he can develop into something like Jokic. Jokic is in Denver, possibly. I think Zach Collins is an intriguing young player who, if developed properly, can become a solid big man. But how much does that put them over other teams, especially in the competitive West? I just don't see it. So I do have them making the playoffs at eight. I just don't. I I think we saw their ceiling last year. That was about as good as it's going to get. And I want to talk about this when we get to the Wizards later, about these these tandem backcourts, you know, we have John Wall, Bradley Beal, we have McCall and Blizzard, and how successful that can be, and whether these teams need to, as is always talked about, blow these backcourts up and create a more balanced team. But my actual number nine is the San Antonio Spurs, Whoa. which is they have not missed a playoff in a really, really long time. Uh, like I think 20 something years, it's, it's the very long streak of making the playoffs. I think this is the year. Uh, no DeJounte Murray is what pushed it. So originally I had Phoenix, Portland at nine, San Antonio Spurs at eight. But DeJounte Murray's out for the year with an ACL. So lost the starting point guard, lost Tony Parker last year. So they have Patty Mills and this uh, Derek White kid who's like a second-year player. Uh, and that's like who they have at point guard, which is not very uh, promising. I don't mind DeRozan. I think he's a great player. I don't know how DeRozan and LaMarcus Aldridge fit. And I don't know if DeRozan fits the Spurs. I just don't see it. DeRozan's not a good defensive player. Spurs are known for their defense. They were tied with the Jazz for the least points allowed per game in the NBA last year. DeRozan doesn't help that. LaMarcus Aldridge is just getting older. Rudy Gay is just getting older. Pau Gasol just getting older. This is an old team on the wrong side of a decline and I just – I don't see them doing anything spectacular to get into the playoffs. So I have them missing it. Probably still winning like 42 to 44 games but missing the playoffs.
0: Okay. And I, I totally could see that happening because I have San Antonio at, at 8. M- uh, Mitch,
2: we are like right on with the – I mean we're just like slightly different. But yeah. like we're, we're pretty close on these.
0: I, I, could, I could see Portland getting in and San Antonio getting out. Last year was the first year in 21 years that in a full season the Spurs did not register at least 50 wins wow
2: that is amazing honestly
0: it it really is it's been an incredible run for them I don't think they get 50 wins this year again um, like you said 44 seems about right Um, I think the ceiling is maybe 46 but they barely skate in I think that I I would feel comfortable flip-flopping Portland and San Antonio. I, I would yeah. really feel comfortable with that. And, But I think San Antonio, just on, on know-how enough and the addition of DeMar DeRozan, um, is going to be a... It's going to be enough to get him back in. It's going to be enough to get him back in. Now, DeRozan is no Kawhi Leonard. Let's put right. That's, he's not Obviously. Kawhi Leonard. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but a top 20, in my mind at least, a top 20 player in the NBA nonetheless. So... Um I I think it's going to be enough to get him there. I don't think they get 50 wins again and I could see him missing. But I'm going to say that they barely skated in, in the 8 seed. Um and then they're going to have to play I think who I know we have the same 1 seed. If you don't right, have, if right. we don't have the same 1 seed it's it's absurd. But but I, they won't last long. And the no, and and, and
2: obviously, I, yeah, either of those teams are not going to fare well. But yeah, I'm right there. Like I said originally, I had it as you did with uh, San Antonio getting in Portland missing, but then the Dejounte Murray injury pushed me back the other way. But I, I think it'll be close there. Who is uh, who's your number seven team? Let's see if we can like be different on some of these. Come on, let's
0: let's see if we can. Like, I
2: want you to say like Houston will be the seven seed or something.
0: Well. and no, <laughs> not gonna do. Okay, all I right. I don't know if I'm. If I, yeah, I can't. I can't do that for you.
2: I don't think you should either. To be to for for the record, but
0: <laughs> yeah, no. I, number seven, I have the Denver Nuggets. Okay, okay. Um, yeah, I have the Denver Nuggets. Uh, they they retained a lot of players. They they actually looked semi promising last year. Um, they they played well. I think they just played in a really tough Western Conference. I think. Then missing the playoffs was a product of that um but Nikola Jokic is um you watch him it's it's Jokic Jokic yeah Yeah.
2: I know how to pronounce that one the Nurkic I don't really know I'm guessing but yeah Jokic I know for
0: sure (laughs) they're (laughs) all
2: those Eastern European names you know it's just like yeah it's 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 us it's rough for us Americans
0: that's right. That's Ad- uh, Os- I, I, Americans. I, I
2: don't know how to pronounce that name, Jockic? Joc- Joc- yeah, like a, like a Jockey. If you're going to call,
1: call him America, jockey. at least oh, know get how on to there say the, the word sandwich.
0: <laughs> um, yeah. So Nikola Jokic um, and Will Barton are so there, um, as well as Wilson Chandler. They signed Isaiah Thomas this summer, and then they drafted uh, a a high school prep basketball female Michael Porter jr who did not play more than was I think he played maybe six games at Missouri yeah yeah I think that was about it and he had some back issues but they drafted him number 14 overall we'll see if that pans out I think that has a very high potential to be a bust um but I do see the nuggets having having they they have a lot of talent they have a lot of talent here uh Jokic, mil Paul Millsap will Barton Jamal Murray and Gary Harris their starting lineup that's a that's a good solid starting lineup um Isaiah Thomas could also be plugged into that starting lineup and it would be just as just as uh potent um with Mason Plumlee and Trey Lyles coming off the bench so um i i do like this nuggets team i i don't think that they're a a serious contender in the west but a bottom half playoff team at best i see them being
2: Okay, okay. I um I have them higher, so I will I will wait to talk about um Denver. That Denver's the one team I think that might surprise people this year. I, I really do. And I have my reason, so I'll sure, get to that later. Sure. But okay. um my seven seed I have the New Orleans Pelicans. And I love Anthony Davis. I will say this now. Yeah, I think I'm gonna do this. I'm debating. There are two guys that I think could win MVP this year. I think it's Anthony Davis. I think Anthony Davis wins the MVP this year.
0: I am I am 100% on board with you.
2: You're with that? Great. Yes. I think he's that good. The seventh seed is rough. He's going to have to – if they're going to really be the seventh seed, like I say, he's going to have to have himself a monster year to still win the MVP. But last year, 28 – Points a game, 11 rebounds, 2.6 blocks, was super efficient. And he went on that monster tear where he was averaging like 40 points a game. And it was amazing to watch. It was amazing to watch. And all of that occurred without DeMarcus Cousins, who's obviously no longer on the team. This is It's back to what he was. I think that they're going to be a pretty good team. I think they'll probably win 46 to 48 games and probably still be the 7th seed. The keys to me are Drew Holiday, who... Played really well the this this last season, had a really good second half in playoffs in particular. 19 points a game, six assists uh for him. He's gonna have to be better from the three. He was 33.337 from the three. Uh he's gonna have to be better from the three. They're gonna need a second guy to compliment Davis, and it has to be Drew Holiday, in my opinion. So he has to step up. I do love them signing Julius Randle. I think Julius Randle's a really solid guy that you can plug in next to Anthony Davis, and he's so good defensively. He plays so tough down low that even though he's a little undersized, I think he can go up against most centers in the league. So I love being able to pair Randle and Davis down low. I like the signing of Alfred Payton to back up uh, Drew Holiday, maybe even start depending on how they do the lineups. Probably Etwan Moore is probably starting with Holiday. Uh, I love the pickup of miratic that they got last year at the at the trade deadline. I think he was great for them. The playoffs, fourteen point six points a game, eight rebounds in the season. I think this is a very talented team. It's just it, it's just uh, the development. How did these guys play for a full season? Can Anthony Davis take it to that MVP level? And if New Orleans does not get past the first round of the playoffs this year, he will not return. He will. He will want. He will demand a trade, and he will leave next season. Wow! Okay. So they obviously have to make the playoffs, but they have to get past the first round
0: again. Or I don't see any reason for him to stay. So my number six is the New Orleans New Orleans Pelicans. Yeah, no, I, I have him at six. Um, I agree with you on that. Anthony Davis could win MVP this year, but that he's going to have to have a absolutely stellar balls out year. Um, I think for that to happen, drew holiday is going to be a huge, it's um, good is going to have to have to be a huge contributor to that. Um, and then I think that another big contributor to this is going to have to be Nikola Miritich. Yeah. Um, I think he brings, he's a good solid stretch for um, he's got under underrated rebounding ability. He averaged 8.2 rebounds a game last year. Um, a great big man. And, but that could, that could play on the edge a little bit and has some athleticism. Um, but a, a really good starting lineup. I think an underrated starting lineup with Anthony Davis, Drew Holiday, Tawan Moore, Julius Randle, and Nikola Mirotic. Right. Um, then with El- Alfred Payton, Solomon Hill, and Ian Clark coming off the bench. So I think that uh, this is a team, too, that I see could be higher than where I have them. Um, For sure.
2: I, I, and I'd agree with you on that. I know I had them at seven, but... To get to, like, even four wouldn't shock me.
0: Yes. Yeah, no, I, 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 I totally agree with that. I could see him surpassing um, the next two teams that we're going to talk about that I have on my, on my list. Um, I could see him being a top four, um, which would be great for them because that means they have home court advantage. And uh, this is a good young team that plays well in front of their home court. So, yeah,
2: at at smoothie at the Smoothie King Center, which yeah. is by far the dumbest name for any stadium in professional sports. The
0: Smoothie King Center.
2: Smoothie King Center. I, we is just that a don't, business?
0: The Smoothie King? Yes, yeah. We just don't need that. Nah, we, we, just, don't. we just don't need that. has <laughs> no just, place in sports. We just don't need that. Yeah. <laughs> There's another top five could do. The dumbest sports arena names. There we go. I would love
2: that. Actually, that's a really good that's one. That's a good
0: one. Okay. Yeah, but what? who do you have at six?
2: Okay, so I have... My team at six, the Los Angeles Lakers. Okay. I I have them at six. I think anywhere from seven to five, five, like ideally, but six or seven is probably about right for the Lakers this year. Now, listen, I've talked a lot about the Lakers. We know what LeBron's going to do. LeBron's going to get them in the playoffs. The question is, what will the other players on the team do? And is that going to be enough to make them a possible contender, but at the very least, a competitive team. I don't I don't see them even getting into the second round. Well, based on my predictions and where they would match up uh, with the team that I have at three, they're definitely not going to beat them. Uh, but the key to this season for me, and many people have talked about this if you follow the Lakers, it's Brandon Ingram. Because LeBron's clearly the number one. Brandon Ingram was the number two pick two years ago. They need him to reach that level. And he has improved. Last rookie season, nine points a game. Last season, 16 points a game. Got much better efficiently. Field goal percentage of the first season was .402. Last season, .470. Improved that drastically. Three point. Rookie season, .294. Last season, .390. Improved that a whole point. So he has improved drastically in the last season. He's gotten bigger. He's gotten more athletic. He's really honing into what he does best as a player. I think he's going to have himself a fantastic year. I don't know if he'll average more than 16 points a game, maybe 18, 19, because LeBron is obviously going to be the guy on this team, but... I think we're going to see a really good season from Brandon Ingram. I think we're going to see a great season from Lonzo Ball. And if you don't know who Josh Hart is right now, get to know this kid because he is the stud from Villanova who just plays balls out. He's a 3-and-D type of guy who plays great defense and can hit the three. This is a young, exciting team that's going to push the ball a lot. I'm excited to see these small ball lineups with Kuzma or LeBron at center. And I think six is right about right for them. Don't think they'll get past the first round. Probably be a competitive team to play. But I'm excited for this team going forward. Obviously, I'm a Lakers fan. I should be.
0: (laughs) And so, as the Lakers fan, I want you to come out on the limb with me. Okay. Because I have the Lakers at five. Okay. All right. This is a team I could see going past the second round in the NBA playoffs. If they were the five seed...
2: I would, I would maybe argue that. Like I said, with where I have my teams now, I don't think there's a chance they beat the three seed that I have. But the okay. four seed, the four seed, maybe if they like flip flopped with where I have my five. This, this maybe, is a maybe. team
0: that is going to be vastly underrated, and I think everyone looks at the LeBron thing. And obviously, if you are sports competent, whether you're a basketball fan or not, you know a team got astronomically better just by adding LeBron James, right? <laughs> Astronomically better. So this is a, this is a team that I think obviously they're going from out of the playoffs to a five seed for me. So this is a team that got a lot better. I think that the Lakers did this right. They did this right. They had they put the franchise on Julius Randle and Brandon Ingram and Kyle Kuzma and Lonzo Ball, and they allowed them to make mistakes. This is a team that they allowed to struggle. They let him struggle and I think that's what really put them in a good position to be winners now because it allowed them to learn from those mistakes and become better players for it. Now you add a a leader like LeBron James, a guy that's obviously a, the team revolves around this one guy. And th- they have really set themselves up to be a very, very good team. And I, one guy to take a look at for here, I think is going to have a breakout year as a starter is JaVale McGee. I think he, now he was in, he was in golden state for the last couple years. years. Um, he was a rotational player, won two championships with him or only one. Sorry. He only won one championship with him. No, he won two. Didn't he? I thought it was only one. It might only be one. He only he might have only I'm gonna look it up real quick. Um, but four point eight points per game, two point six rebounds, and about a block a game. Point nine blocks a game. Yeah, he um, won
2: two. He was with them the last two seasons.
0: Okay, so he won two. Um he's gonna be in a starting role in this in this Lakers on this Lakers team. And so I would really look for him to be a contributor that's not what maybe people just don't expect him to be a contributor. Another guy I'd keep a keep an eye on is Kentavious Caldwell Pope, thirteen point four points a game, five point two rebounds, two point two assists. Um, he's it doesn't hurt putting him with LeBron. It doesn't uh, a good shooter, so I I really like I really really like this Lakers team. And another guy we haven't mentioned is Rajon Rondo coming off the yeah. bench. So, um, and someone you could easily plug in for Lonzo Ball because they're about the same player.
2: Very, very similar players for sure. And especially with LeBron at their side, they're going to play a very similar game. And that's right. where, you know, Luke Walton said this the other day, and a lot of people laughed at it, uh, that he said they have the Lakers have the deepest team in the NBA. And it is kind of funny when you look at like the cast of characters that they have signed, like Lance Stevenson and Michael Beasley. But, I mean, when you can... Yeah. Let's say, theoretically, we have a starting lineup of Lonzo, KCP, Brandon Ingram, LeBron, and JaVale. Let's say that's the starting lineup. Then you bring in a second unit of Rondo, Josh Hart, Lance Stevenson, Kyle Kuzma... And then, maybe, and then maybe you could throw in a center like uh, – who's the – Zubox that they have as a decent you know, young center. That's actually a pretty good second tier with Rondo. You have young players like Hart and Kuzma. Sure. Who Kuzma was a starter last year. I mean – and the way they can interchange those things, I think either way they're going to have two solid units, which is valuable in the NBA. Not a lot of teams can say that, that they can throw out two lineups that are pretty decent. So I am I, not going to get my hopes up. Lakers fans should not get their hopes up. We're not winning a championship this year. But we are setting ourselves up right. I think you're you're absolutely right, Mitch, when you said that they did it right. And they didn't get rid of any young players to get LeBron, and that's what I cared about most. And they won't have to next year when they sign a free agent. So they'll be able to get a star player next year to add to this already young, talented team and the greatest player on earth. So lots of potential for the Lakers.
0: Oh, yeah. Absolutely.
2: So uh, So that was – your 5, right? Yes. Okay, so my number 5 is actually the Denver Nuggets. And I actually think their ceiling is like the 3 seed. I think Denver is really going to surprise some teams this some people this year. They were 46 wins last year and the 3 seed was 49. So, they were I mean, they were 3 games away from being the 3 seed and instead they missed the playoffs. Uh but this is a young team, a very talented young team. You have Nikola Jokic, who really had his breakout net last year. He's going to be an all-star this year. He had 18 points a game, 10.7 rebounds. Uh, Gary Harris is a solid shooting guard. He's 23 years old, averaged 17.5 points a game last year. You have Will Barton, Wilson, Chan- well, Wilson Chandler's actually, uh, I'm sorry, he's on, he's on the uh, Sixers this year. But Will Barton, a solid piece. Jamal Murray, a 20-year-old point guard who averaged 6.7 points a game. 3.4 assists, so not big on the assists. Uh, But the biggest reason why I think this team's going to make a step up is you have all these young players. We're hoping that Harris and Murray develop enough to kind of be the sidekick for Nikola Jokic, right? But Paul Millsap only played 38 games last year. This is a guy they signed in free agency from Atlanta who had been an all-star player for Atlanta. When he played 14.6 points a game, 6.4 rebounds, they were a very good team with him in the lineup. But he only played less than half the season. And I think that really hurt the the, the ceiling that they had last year. I think a healthy Paul Millsap, when you could put out a lineup of Jamal Murray, Gary Harris, Will Barton, Paul Millsap, and Nikola Jokic as a starting lineup, that is mean that is mean, and you're bringing up guys like you said, Isaiah Thomas off the bench, Kenneth Farid off the bench, uh, Trey Lyles. You have a ton of potential there, and the biggest question mark, which is MPJ, Michael Porter Jr. I don't think he's going to be very impactful this year. I think they're going to save him. He's still recovering from injury, basically didn't play all of last year. He's going to be a work in progress. I think he could be a good player, but a work in progress. But I am very high on this team. Like I said, I have them at the five seed. I almost put them at the four, but I hesitated. But I think their ceiling is the three seed. I think they could legit, if everything goes right, push to a three seed.
0: So let me ask you this, because now we've both talked about Nikola Jokic. Yes. And we've we've both talked fairly highly of him. Absolutely. Like it, love it, hate it. Does Nikola Jokic make his first all-star team this year?
2: Oh, 100%. And, and he should. As long as he's healthy, he should make the – I think <laughs> – is this stupid to say? I think he has a chance to be top five in MVP voting.
1: <laughs> like This what?
2: kid is talented. Watch this kid pass the ball. Okay, eight, 17.5 point. sorry, 18.5 points a game, 10.7 a rebound. 6.1 assists. The dude is a magician – Down low with passing the ball. If he can improve on that, and he nears triple-double numbers as a big man, 20 points a game, 10 rebounds, 7 or 8 assists, how could you not look at a guy like that, especially if Denver pushes to a 4 or 3 seed, and say, hey, he deserves some MVP votes. Now, I'm not saying he's going to win it, but I'm saying top 5 in MVP votes. I mean, we have Giannis, you have AD, you have maybe one of the Warriors, LeBron, depending on how well the Lakers play, Harden, Westbrook, but yeah, I think Nikola Jokic could maybe push into that.
0: That's a very intriguing argument. I really I really like that. Thank you. I, I, I love that I love it, by the way. Thank you. For the sake for yeah. the sake of the game. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I love it. Absolutely. I love it that he's gonna make his first all star. Makes an
2: all star, for sure. And
0: that M V P argument is very intriguing. I I can get on board with that. I think.
2: <laughs> yeah, let us know, guys. And I, like I said, I, I, and obviously, it's everything goes right, but I, I think if they make the push that I think they're going to make this year, it's very possible, very, very possible.
0: Sure. Yeah. Especially if if they're as good as as you think that they're going to be. So
2: yeah. yeah. All right, Mitch. We are in our top four, and we have the same four: Golden State, Houston, Utah, Oklahoma City. Now. The only two things I have a question over. What do you have number four and what do you have number three? Because I think our one and two are pretty much the same. So yeah, number four, Mitch. Number four, I have Oklahoma City. Oh, we are correct. We're okay, so the same. we know what three through three through one is going to be. This then, is right? the first time, Mitch. I just want to point out we had the everything pretty much similar, but this is the first time we've actually agreed on a seating. And our top yeah. four was the exact same. So
0: yeah, it's, it's Look gotta, gotta us. be. It's gotta be <laughs> unless someone went crazy. But yeah, I yeah. think you know, it's uh you have the MVP former MVP winner Russell Westbrook, you re-signed Paul George, you got rid of Carmelo Anthony, thank God. Yeah, yes. Get rid of that dude.
2: That in and of itself makes them a better team.
0: You still have Steven Adams. You have Jeremy Grant, who I think could be a a very good player for them. Oh. Probably might be in their starting five. He
2: he is gonna be their starting power forward. He's, yeah. he's, he's replacing it, Carmelo there And I. that's yeah. actually the player that I had That I will be looking at from this team this year Oh he looked, sure, same here Especially yeah. in the playoffs when you watch them play Utah When they had Jeremy Grant And they, were, they looked so much better He's much younger, he moves better I think he's going to be integral to that team
0: and, and, and a very good shooting big man by yeah, the way. Yeah. Now now last year his, his three point his three point percentage dropped quite a bit. It was actually one of the lower ones that he's posted in his career, twenty nine point one percent. but he did post a career best thirty seven point one percent in twenty sixteen, twenty seventeen. Right. So he cannot he can rebound from that uh play on words there, rebound. Um <laughs> He, he can't <laughs> he can come back from that. Um the other one is, and then kind of the odd name here is Andre Robertson.
2: Yes. Rob- Roberson. Roberson. Roberson, yeah, yeah.
0: Um Yes. Andre Roberson it Andre Roberson is an offensive liability, but one of the better defensive players in the league. Uh 96.4 defensive rating when he was on the court, one oh seven point six when he was off of it. So huge a, difference. Huge difference. Huge difference. So a good so he's you know, he's gonna be the Doug Christie type. I always go back to the to the early two thousands Kings because <laughs> there were so many they it was it was a team that was so well-constructed without having a big, super big-name guy with the exception of Chris Weber. So um, I, that's always the team I kind of go back to because that's a team that I grew up with. That was the team that was hot at that time. So uh, Andre Robinson, kind of a Doug Christie type. He's going to give you some points. He's going to give you some offensive production. Can be a little bit of a liability. Might shoot you out of a couple games. But defensively, very, very solid. Um following that, I mean, nerland's Noel, um, unfortunately, hasn't panned out really the way we thought he was going to be. But he's getting a fresh start now in Oklahoma City. So maybe he can make the most of that. Dennis Schroeder, another guy. Mm-hmm. Um, one of eight players last year who averaged at least 19 points and six assists last season. Oh. Um Look and at you Hatch- pulling
2: out these cool stats.
0: Yeah. I'm, <laughs> I'm all over him. I love him. And Dennis Schroeder, I think, is going to be a very valuable – Maybe a dark horse for six man. I I am
2: I am with that. I I am on the same page as you. I think he's going to do very well backing up Westbrook.
0: Yeah. So I, I, yeah, that's where I got. It. And you know what? Let's walk through this top four together.
2: Okay, cool. Because I yeah, think yeah. we got the same order. Yeah, so l- just just it. what I have about OKC. I'm right with you. Roberson still not healthy. He only played 39 games last year, and that's really I think what limited the potential of this team. Because a healthy Roberson, when you could throw out the lineup of Westbrook, Roberson, George, Jeremy Grant, and Stephen Adams, that's a very very good starting lineup. And you have a mix of offense and defense there. I I think that's a very solid team. So Roberson's health is going to be key this year to me. Jeremy Grant, how he plays in the first – as a starter this year. The depth, like you said, Schroeder, Patrick Patterson, Terrence Ferguson, uh, and even a guy, Timothy Luawu-Cabreau, who they traded uh, for from the Sixers this year. I think he's a solid young player. He's a second-year guy. He could add some spark off the bench this year. I think it's going to be a solid team. My question, though, is they get the four seed again this year, right? They got it last year. They'll get it again this year. Can they get past the first round? I don't know if this is a team that can maybe get past as, as high as on them as I am as a four seed. I think they play the Nuggets at five like I have them, the Lakers at five like you have them. There's some potential to not actually make it out of the first round.
0: Sure. Yeah, absolutely. I think if uh, – let's say – well – yeah, if LA's at five, they'll have to play Oklahoma City, and I don't know who wins that series. Yeah, that's to a tough
2: series. Yeah. All right, number three, we have the Jazz.
0: Yes, we do. My, have the jazz. my my
2: hometown team out here, who I'm actually a very big fan of. I really love the Jazz. It's been fun to root for them out here, and then and Utahns, we love the Jazz. It's all we have. Utahns. That was- Utahns. Yes, that's people from Utah oh. are called Utahns.
0: Wow. That's pretty Yeah, that's it's pretty just legit.
2: Utah with an N on it. Uh, the N wow. on the end. <laughs> <This> is it. <laughs> um, yes, the Utah Jazz. I, I here is my here's what I will say. The ceiling for the Jazz is the number 1 seed in the West. What? I Stop I don't that. think
0: No, no, Mitch, no, no. Mitch no,
2: Mitch, no. come here. Come here. Come here. Tell me who was the number 1 seed last year? Golden State Warriors. No. Houston was the number one seed last year. Oh, yeah. That's right. Houston, Houston won more games than the Warriors. This is why. The Warriors have gone and won, what, three finals in the last four years? Something like that. Okay. Yeah. They're going for number four and five. They'll probably get it. But as we saw last year, a little bit of injuries here and there. KD, Curry, not healthy all the time. Didn't really get motivated till the second half of the year, which they don't have to because they're going to win the finals. So... It's not like this team needs to even win 58 games to win the finals. The Warriors are going to do it regardless. The Rockets, we're going to see a regression. I thought about putting the Jazz as the number two seed because I see a regression in the Rockets losing players like Mbamute and Ariza and replacing them with Carmelo Anthony and Marquise Chris. Not very comforting if it's if, if you're asking me. The Jazz played so well when they were healthy last year. Mitchell's only going to get better as long as they can stay healthy. I think they'll be better than Houston. And I think as the Warriors just lull in the beginning of the regular season, I think the Jazz could win maybe 60, 59 games and and get the number one seed. I, I don't think it's, I, I have them at three, but that's that's their ceiling. I don't think it's out of the question. To think that this Jazz team could be the number one seed in the West.
0: Okay, yeah, no, I totally agree with that. Um, well, I don't, I don't agree that they could be the number one team in the in the West. I don't see that happening. I think three is just about right. I think two would be the ceiling for me. Okay, okay. Um, and it's just because, and I have him at three, even though I say two is the ceiling, just yeah. because I'm high on the jazz. Um, right, right. I, I, th- I think Rudy Gobert wins his second consecutive defensive player of the year. Oh, I love that. Um, Donovan Mitchell is a absolute star. I, the guy is he's unbelievable. Um, you got Ricky Rubio, Joe Ingles. And jingles fa- jingles
2: the most underrated player in the nba jingles! you know who would have thought that toby from the office could play in the nba i mean it's amazing so,
0: so check this out where do you think in the nba he finished in three point percentage oh
2: he was first
0: well no he was he wasn't first no oh he, he was up a- he was fourth fourth, fourth. okay okay But who the hell's heard of Joe Ingles before that? Right. Well, I I think just be late to the party.
2: Yeah, I think the stat is like he's hit more threes or had a better percentage than Steph Curry over the last two or three years, and he's been like top three in the NBA over the last like two seasons in three point shooting.
0: Yeah, forty four percent. Yeah, forty four percent. That's unbelievable. Yeah. Um. But then you add in guys like Jay Crowder, Dante Exum, and then their rookie, Grayson Allen. Who um, if he doesn't try to like trip people, could be good. Kick, could be good kick if he in doesn't the face, down. He could be really good. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting to see what this this Utah team can do. And uh, by the way, Jonas Rebko, um, that's a huge loss for them. I think. Yes. Yeah.
2: Definitely that a loss. huge loss yeah. for them,
0: especially him going to Golden State. I mean. That's a, you you don't want to lose a guy like that and then have him signed to the best team in your in your conference. Right. So, um not ideal. Yeah, but not ideal. <laughs> but Utah gonna be a solid team, absolutely.
2: Okay. All right. And like I said, I I had them at three, I didn't have them at one. But that's what I see and, and that's why I look at teams ceiling and floor. What's the best case scenario? What's the worst case scenario? The best-case scenario, I think, is a, is a one seed, which I think is possible. But let's talk about the team ahead of them on both of ours, Houston Rockets, number two. Yep. Uh, we talked about this a little bit. You you lose Mbamute, you lose Ariza, who've been so good for you. And what they've gotten in return are Carmelo Anthony, Marquise Chris, Brandon Knight, and James Ennis. And the only one I like out of that is James Ennis, who's kind of a solid bench kind of guy. He plays a little bit of defense, can score the ball. That's about it. I don't like the additions. I think they got definitely worse than last year.
0: Yeah, they did. I, I think the more so than a Luke Mbamute. Um, that's really hard to say so fast. Yeah. Mbamute. Oh my gosh. Mbamute. Luke Mbamute. There you go. Um Yeah, that that wasn't so bad. Was better than Nurkic. Uh, but <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I didn't even <laughs> say it. I think yeah. I N- 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 Um I think more important. A more important loss to them was Trevor Ariza. Absolutely, I mean, absolutely. That was that was a huge loss uh, offensively off the off the bench. He can be very, very valuable offensively and a good defensive player. Very good defensive um, player. So I I really think that that's kind of be the big thing. Here's who I'm looking at, and down I think we talked about maybe in like our third or fourth podcast when we were doing NBA playoff stuff, and I kept talking about PJ Tucker, and you kept telling me how. Irrelevant, he was going to be to that team. He's going to be in the starting five, bud. He's going to be in the starting five. Look for PJ Tucker to break out and have his grit and defensive prowess be a more impactful than ever on that Rockets roster. Okay,
2: okay, they're going to need him. He's going to have to do what Mbamute and Ariza did basically combined last year. Uh, and he, I mean, he's a great player, but he's a bench player. So to step up to a bigger role will definitely be something to look at. My, the guy that I'm looking at from Houston is Chris Paul, and not that he isn't good, or not that he, I don't think he's going to play good, but he is getting older. He only played 58 games last year. I'm looking at health. How many games can he play in the regular season? And two, if you're not playing, you're declining. So he needs to keep playing and be healthy in order to maintain where he's at, which is an all-star level player. If he continues to have injury issues, I think his decline is going to come quicker. And I worry about that this year if he can't complete 60 games in the season. So that's kind of the one guy I'm looking at is how healthy is Chris Paul going to be? How many games is he going to play? Can he keep up the efficiency and you know, what he was able to do last year?
0: Well, I know he, he missed he missed a, a big chunk of time last year. He only, like you said, he only played 58 games. Um, but Chris Paul, and I saw this on NBA.com, and I totally agree with this. And I forget who wrote this article or this, this preview on him. But Chris Paul has aged like a fine wine. Oh, yeah. He has gotten better with age for some reason. And you know what? It kind of th- Kind of what Steve Nash did. Steve Nash seemed to like not get old and almost in a weird way get better with age because he always outperformed what people thought he was gonna do. So like I could see a lot of that in Chris Paul. And I think it's gonna be interesting to see what he does. I, I'm I'm on board with you. I'm also looking at uh Eric Gordon.
2: Yeah, yeah as he, well. I'm huge sixth man off the he was a sixth man last year. A sixth man He award, might. So.
0: He might be a starting five. You might be a starting five guy. For
2: me. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see how they uh, – new additions, lots of changes. Mellow. Yeah. Um, nah, yeah. Don't want to Mello? talk about Mellow. Okay. All right. Number one, guys. You could have predicted this before you even knew we were doing an NBA mega-sode. Western Conference, Golden State Warriors, number one seed, repeat champs. Are we both good with that? Uh, Yeah. Yeah. yeah they're at least going, in the West. They're going to the finals. I think they're going to win the finals again. the only question I have about this team is how much better does DeMarcus Cousins make them once he comes back healthy and incorporates himself into the, into the starting lineup?
0: Well, I don't, I don't know that he really has all that much of effect just because he's going to be out for so long. Like we said, he might be out until after Christmas. Right. So it, it might not be until 2019 that we actually see DeMarcus Cousins. Now he might be a good addition off the, off the, bench down the stretch but I really look at Jordan Bell going into this year oh yeah and how much and how well he's developed over the last year um I also am very interested to see if Andre Iguodala comes back and remains a steady guy off the bench uh again another top tier defensive guy so and then can Sean Livingston continue to be an important role player off the bench um he never puts up big numbers. Sean Livingston's probably one of my favorite players in the NBA, and here's why: it's he never puts up big numbers, but every time he's on the floor, he makes something happen. Whether it's defensively, whether he's setting a pick, whether he's passing, whether he's scoring, he does it all, and he's so reliable to come off the bench. Sean Livingston's probably one of my favorite players in the NBA.
2: It's yes, yeah, solid it's bench for, player
0: for that reason alone is he it he doesn't have the flashy stuff he doesn't do anything flashy he doesn't have the big numbers but he always does something productive yeah
2: well and you you know you bring up an interesting point that i didn't think of a lot of their key what makes the warriors so good is obviously their starting their, their star fours is, is is unmatched in the nba but oh, yeah. it's it's the depth and the experience off the bench, that that second unit comes in and it rolls forward and you can't stop it. It never it never ends. They can throw Clay Thompson in with the second unit and still put up points. What what maybe will be interesting to look for is this in this season is the fact that Iggy has dealt with injuries. He is getting old. Sean Livingston is getting old too, and they just got Jonas Yurebko, who is also an older player. And so, how do these guys age? Iggy's dealt with some issues. Is he going to be able to come back and be that same player? Because if he's not, if Livingston is not in their age, that could be trouble for Golden State, at least in the second unit. Now, obviously, the star power, you know, the firepower, you can't stop. But that is, I think, something interesting when you mention those guys. It's like, yeah, those guys are older. And I don't know how those injuries are going to work out for them. And, 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 and with the age, you know, of this season and, and playing in the postseason every year for four years straight all the way through the finals is going to do to these guys.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I just – I, I – and I, you and I agree on this is that there's just too much there to deny the fact that they're going to win the West. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean it's not even close. Not even close.
2: Yeah. So – Western Conference Finals? Are we just going? Are you Golden State Houston again? Is that just a repeat?
0: You know, there's there's that top six. I think is with the exception of Golden State, could be so close. Yeah, I and so I could see Houston. I could see Utah. I could see the Lakers.
2: Really? I don't have. I wow. don't.
0: I don't see Oklahoma City getting there, like you said um and new orleans i don't think is quite there yet but the lakers i i mean it's it's whether you turn down lebron or not.
2: it's lebron it's it's really what it comes down to yeah is yeah. is lebron so going to can can lebron carry this team to western conference finals at this yeah. point anything's possible for him oh absolutely like so, he could carry me up a hill and yeah. make me eat what what's never mind i was going to make a holes reference but i, I don't yeah know. yeah I don't know. some some something about anyway. peaches or no, oh, uh, beets, oh, oh. no. No,
0: peaches. onions, 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 that's oh, what it is. Oh, but it was peaches and onions, though, because yeah, remember yeah. they yeah, yeah. They made the jam yeah. and the onions.
2: Yeah. yeah, something like that. Holds is a good <laughs> booty. Check yeah. out Holds. Ta- shout, shout out to to Shia LaBeouf. He's he's a good actor. Sh- Shia LaBeouf, she, yeah. you mean? No, Shia LaBeouf. Um, Shia, Shia, Shia Labouf. Uh. Yeah. Okay. So that's Western Conference. So I'm gonna, I would go Golden State Utah if I had to put a number on it right now. I think Utah'd get revenge against Houston for sure. beating them last year. But Golden State's going to the finals. They're going to win it. So
0: and, and I think Golden State Utah'd be a great series. I think that'd oh, be a good
2: series. Two different teams, offensive yeah. powerhouse like like Golden State and the defensive minded Utah Jazz. It'd be fascinating.
0: But nonetheless, that is the Western Conference preview for the 2018-2019 season. Guys, it's going to be a long show. We have a whole nother conference to do. So why don't you get up, stretch your legs, loosen up a little bit, get something cold to drink, refill that popcorn, and we'll be right back.
2: Thank you guys for listening to the Sports Hour today. Be sure, if you haven't already, to follow our socials you can find us on Twitter at SportsHourGuys, Instagram at The Sports Hour Guys, and you can like our Facebook page. Be sure to follow those socials. Interact with us. We want to hear from you. Now back to the show.
0: Welcome back to the podcast. Guys, we're going to get into the Eastern Conference, and we have a very special guest on the podcast right now. She is the better half of the Mormon. The she-Mormon.
2: <laughs> the she-Mormon.
0: The wife of Mr. Dallin Graff. That is Miss Caitlin Graff. Caitlin, welcome to the podcast.
1: Hi.
2: <laughs> That's all you got to say? That's M- all she's got to M- say? An MBA expert?
1: I'm coming at you live from the tower podcast studio. Oh. Just drop oh, my whoa. We
0: have a studio oh, now. The, the, holy the pod, smokes.
2: Holy cow, that sounded legit. Oh, um, my
0: gosh. <laughs> <But laughs> hey, I love it. She's going to stick around at least until Cleveland comes back because, Caitlin, you are a Homer Cleveland fan.
2: Yes, Caitlin is a Homer Cleveland fan, despite the fact that we lived there for all of four months. Uh, and uh, we don't own any gear. I mean, I have a, a, I a LeBron James shirt. You I have, have a LeBron, James, I have a LeBron James, shirt, James shirt, but LeBron James no longer plays for the Cavs. Though she hates Kevin Love, right?
1: Yes. Why? I think Kevin Love is stupid, and I think he sucks in all the finals.
2: Yeah, she thinks he sucks <laughs> in the playoffs, which he's not he, great, great analysis, in the playoffs. Caitlin, he great never analysis. shows
1: up ever. Like he plays great all season long. I'm like, man, Kevin Love's got it this year, and then he disappoints me year after year.
2: Yeah. Sounds like somebody we know. Dallin, get her a mic yeah. and a pair of headphones. Yeah, exactly. We need her on here more often. No, all she's got Dall's is like all, no. all she's got no, is Cleveland. Don't. Cleveland talk. All right, Mitch. So number fifteen, we're going to start reverse order again. Uh, yes, what sir. is what is your number fifteen then?
0: So number fifteen, I got the Orlando Magic. Oh, great!
2: We are on the same page.
0: Yeah. Um. This is going to be a very garbage team. Uh, there is nothing magical. About the Orlando uh, Magic, I um, see what you did there. Oh, another, another, another guest on the podcast. Yeah, Phoebe, Phoebe the cat.
2: Phoebe joined. Say Phoebe Phoebe hi,
0: Phoebe.
1: Meow. She always meows. I
2: not she meow. There we go. Oh, we got meow. Phoebe, you got it. All
1: thanks, right.
2: thanks, Phoebe.
0: Thanks, Phibs. All right. Well, we know how this story went for the last last year. Um, well, I th-
2: mean, the last like ten years.
0: <laughs> yeah, the magic have been garbage. The magic have been garbage.
2: They did go but, to a finals. Can we give them credit for going to an NBA finals in the last, like, 20 years? No. It's insane. No, we can't. It's insane. No, you know who hasn't gone to a finals in the last 20 years? A lot of teams. Uh, yeah, sure. Like, a lot of teams. And somehow I, the
0: Orlando Magic did. Yeah, but that was Dwight Howard era. Um, They did make a big ad here, getting Muhammad Bomba out of Texas. Mo Bomba! Mo Bamba. How the much hottest, more the, do you... Do you do you, how much bomba do you want? I want Mo. Oh, Mo Bamba. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I want the, Mo Bamba too. The,
2: the hottest rap song in the streets right now, guys, Mo Bamba by Sheck yeah. Wes. Check it out. It's if, if there's anything to be excited about for this upcoming NBA season is every time they introduce Mo Bamba in the starting lineup, they need to play his song, Mo Bamba. Like, we just That's need right. that. So Orlando Magic, please don't mess that up.
0: Mo Bamba, skeet skeet yeah <laughs> thank you mitch that's, that's probably um, the widest thing i've ever done yeah that was amazing um, honestly he was the sixth pick overall in the draft um he's gonna he's gonna be a star next to aaron gordon um but orlando's pretty garbage yeah uh, very garbage they're, they're they're gonna be awful that that starting lineup is pretty bad uh jerry and grant evan Fournier, nikola vuvicic vuvicic
2: Vucevic. 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 It's Vucevic, Vucevic, I think, but yeah. Vucevic. I don't know, Uh, Mitch. You know us in these names.
0: Terrence Ross and Aaron Gordon, that's just bad. uh, Next team. I mean...
2: Yeah, you know, this is what I will say. Keep an eye on Jonathan Isaac. He was their pick in last year's draft. A a very talented athlete. He's like 6'10". He plays small forward. Very good defensively. Can shoot the ball really well. Didn't have a great season last year, but... I'm letting but I think he's gonna have a good season this year, so keep an eye on him. And I will just—I want to share with you why what I wrote down about this team. Every team, I have little notes. This is what I wrote down for the Orlando Magic: Why do you still exist? That's that's all I have written down about Orlando. I don't know why they still exist. We have a team in Orlando that sucks, but we can't have a team in Seattle. Riddle me that, Mitch.
0: I I don't know, man. Seattle deserves a team. I think they should come back, and I think we did this when I was staying in Utah. We uh, played NBA 2K, and we created a Seattle team, and the Seattle Pilots team, which I think is a great team name. The Pilots is a great team name. Um, Yeah, Seattle. We're talking more about Seattle than we are Orlando right now. As we should. As we should. Seattle doesn't even have a basketball As we should.
2: Actually, speaking of Seattle, the Warriors played the Kings at Key Arena, this last week in a preseason game, first NBA game in Seattle since the SuperSonics final game before they moved to Oklahoma City. Kevin Durant donned Deshaun Kemp jersey in his intro. It was great. It was a beautiful moment, and it just it just shows how much it just shows so much more why we need a team back in Seattle. So
0: oh, absolutely, yeah.
2: More about Seattle than Orlando. I love it. Yeah, Mo Bamba. That's about it. Mitch
0: fourteen. So uh. Number fourteen, I think you could put them right at the bottom of the entire NBA with the Orlando Magic. Number fifteen, I have the Cleveland Cavaliers. You have the
2: Cavs at fourteen, Caitlin. Yeah. How um, does that make you feel that Mitch has the Cavs as the second worst team in the East? Boo. That's, Great input, that's all Caitlin. you have. <laughs> that's Great all input. you say. Like no Great counter input. argument as to why that's false. You, you just have a boo. What kind of program do you think this is? <laughs> This is not this Disney Channel. This isn't the unprofessional Sports Hour. <laughs> Just oh, kidding.
0: Okay. <laughs>
1: okay, no, no. Tell us, tell He's us, please. Why, up.
2: why, why, why are the Cavs better than fourteen?
1: So I think the Cavs are better than fourteen because they have, and granted, this year is a little different because they did lose LeBron, and so they are obviously not quite as good this year. Um, but you know, the past few years they have made it to the finals and played against one of the greatest teams or the greatest team. And you know, they've held their own. They haven't gotten blown out by any of the games, really. Like they have been able to hold their own. And I just think that they deserve a better spot than number 14.
2: Okay. So based on, on respect on pedigree of being to the finals four straight years, I can kind of, I can kind of understand that sentiment. I can, I can well done.
0: I I I don't, I, don't, I don't. Mitch doesn't agree, but you know, I, hey, I don't agree. I don't agree.
2: It's all good. Thank you for coming <laughs> on the podcast. Oh, are you dismissing me now? Goodbye. Well, well I, do you have do you have anything to say about the but the Brooklyn Nets? Nope. Yeah, exactly.
0: No, no. I do, you have, do you have this. do you, you have do you have anything
2: this. to say about the Louisville Stingers? Nope. Nope. Because that's not even a real team. I just made that up.
1: That's fine. Yeah. Louisville <laughs> <laughs> <kidding. Little> Stingers. <laughs> okay. Thanks. You're great. That was K- makes sense. Caitlin Graf, everybody claps for the wifey. Whoa! Wait! Hey! Whoa! whoa we got hello. Mic
0: drop. mic drop.
2: Can you please please take Phoebe?
0: But in all fairness, I will say that the Cavs are in a weird way deep. Can we? Yeah. I don't yeah. know. I don't know if we agree on that. Jordan Clarkson, Jr. Smith, and Larry Nance coming off the bench to. George Hill, Rodney Hood, Tristan Thompson, Kevin Love, and Shetty Osman.
2: Shetty, I think it's Shetty Osman.
0: Sh- oh, Shetty. Well, Shitty Osman.
2: Wow. Is, <laughs> uh, Mitch, yeah. I think you're a little low on this team. I I don't want to just give credit to her because her she's my wife, but I did not know what direction she was going to take that. I I kind of agree. This is a battle tested team. I know. I mean, Tristan Thompson came out and said some ridiculous, you know statement about how they're the best team in the east and they're being you know looked down upon obviously they're not i don't think they're a playoff team but kevin love is still a good player they there are there are a lot of good role players on this team you know what the Cavs remind me of is the clippers where they maybe have this deep roster they have a ton of like veterans and interesting pieces but like no star so it's really hard to tell how good they're gonna be that's kind of how i feel about cleveland and colin sexton Who I think is going to be pretty good out of Alabama.
0: Yeah, yeah. No one. I mean, we didn't even mention him. But yeah, that that's where I got the Cavs. I got him at fourteen. What's your
2: fourteen? My fourteen is Atlanta, the Atlanta Hawks. Um, Honestly, the Atlanta Hawks could be number fifteen. It would not shock me. Here's what I had to say. Why did you trade for Trey Young? I don't understand. You had Luka Doncic. Who could possibly be a generational talent in the NBA? And you traded for 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 great value, Steph Curry. I don't. Yeah. I don't understand. I'm very low on the Hawks. It's gonna be a rough year. I mean, and 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 they're doing the right thing with Trey Young, which is let him shoot the ball 30 times a game. What do you have to lose? You're gonna lose games. Let him shoot the ball. Let him make mistakes. Let him do this this first year. Get that all out of the way. And then you can move forward with him. I Yeah, I'm just not high on this team. Very bad.
0: Yeah, I got him at 13. Um, I think Trey Young... I, and I said this in an earlier podcast. I think Trey Young has the biggest potential to be a bust. Absolutely. Um, just because the the Steph Curry comparisons are there, but that is so hard to live up to. Like, Steph Curry's Curry pro- is the greatest shooter in NBA history. And... For him to live up to that sort of that sort of hype is really unlikely. So I I really ha- I have the Hawks at number thirteen. It, not a good starting lineup in my mind, um, and not a whole lot of depth. I guess Jeremy Lin's the only guy you got to look Ugh. forward to. But Jeremy Lin good. scored eighteen points a game and only played two games or one game. Actually. <laughs> yeah, so he played one game <laughs> in the NBA last year. So. Um, yeah, not a good, not a good team over there. Adelaide. You
2: know, I do like some of the young pieces, John Collins. I do actually like a lot. And I think with with him and, and Trey young, I think they can do some interesting things. Tareen Prince is, uh, an underrated young player who I think is a solid defensively can, can do some things on offense. Interesting pieces. Just not a good team. Uh, not, not, a, not a good team. I had Cleveland at 13. So again, first three, we were correct. Just different orders on the final two. Uh, so I'm not huge on Cleveland. I think Kevin Love has the potential to be an all-star this year. And the one thing that I thought about was we had this uh, this trade, right, for Kyrie. And they gave up uh, – Boston gave up Jay Crowder, Isaiah Thomas, and who and there's some like random European dude that doesn't even play for the team. And then this pick, this Colin Sexton pick. And obviously, Jay Crowder and Isaiah Thomas no longer play for the Cavs. So essentially, what this deal is, is Colin Sexton for Kyrie Irving. And yes. there's no way in hell that that's a good trade. And that's really what we're talking I mean, I, I guess you can mention you know, Isaiah gets traded to L.A. They get Larry Nance and Clarkson back from that. So, uh, OK, maybe let's add. So Colin Sexton, Clarkson and Nance. For for Kyrie, still a terrible trade. Any way you point this is a terrible trade, and that's what I'm thinking of. I'm looking at Colin Sexton this year. Cause I think he's going to be a solid player, but not a good return for Kyrie Irving.
0: No, not at all, especially when Colin Sexton is a return. So yeah. um, an unproven talent, a good college talent, but unproven at the NBA level.
2: Yeah, did win a game while playing with three players, three against five in college. Yeah. Which is, he hey, not not a lot of people can say that. So that's cool, I guess. You they got, they got that going for him. <laughs> that's right. All right, number 12, Mitch. Who do
0: you have number 12? I have the Brooklyn Nets at number 12. So they, they unloaded the Timothy Mozgov contract in a trade to get a shorter contract with uh, Dwight Howard, who was then waived. Um, <laughs> yes. Jeremy Lin's gone. Uh, they did add Ed Davis and Shabazz Napier, who I think are good good additions to a pretty uh, pretty bad team. Yeah, yeah. Pretty right? <laughs> team. That's a this good way a to team, put it. This is a team that I could. I mean, you look at twelve through fourteen, and that you could shuffle them up either way, and I'm okay with it. Um. Yeah. Um. It, there's nothing to look forward to in this lineup. Uh, DeAngelo Russell's about the only thing for me with this with this uh, starting lineup. Um, and it's just, I don't know if there's more I could tell, I could go on this team because they're just that bad. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I don't have the, the nets at
2: 12. I do have them at 11. So I'll talk about them real quick. They just don't have a guy and Deantro Russell. I don't think is the guy. I think the Lakers, one of the best moves they ever made. The best trade they've made in the last few years was Mozgov and Russell for, uh, for for Brook Lopez and that pick that ended up being Cal Kuzma because essentially you're trading Kuzma for D'Angelo Russell and even after one year I think Kuzma is better than D'Angelo Russell so that's that's a great trade if you're if you're the Lakers but I, I you know he has played you know last year 15.5 points uh, you know 5.2 assists not does not shoot the ball very well he's 41.4 percent from the field. 32.4 from three, which was a which was worse than his first two seasons in L.A. I, I don't know if he's the guy, but he is still young. He's tw- will be 22. He's 22 this year, so there is room for growth. There really is. I think he has the potential to be a guy who scores 20 points a game. I really do. It's just a matter of will that happen, and you know, is the combination of Spencer Dinwiddie and Jarrett Allen. <laughs> and Karis Levert enough to make this a decent team. I don't see it, so I had him 11. Um, but going to my number 12 pick, I had the New York Knicks. And it is a little low for the Knicks, considering they have Kristaps Porzingis, but Porzingis is not healthy. I worry about that you know, going into the season. If he's not healthy, it's going to hurt them. I am pretty high on Kevin Knox. People are very high on him. Is he going to be as good as people think he is? Is he going to be the steal of the draft at, what was it, nine that he was picked at? I I don't know, uh, but the team, the rest of the team is not very good. Uh, They do have David Fisdale now, new head coach. Will that be better than uh, all the coaching issues that they've had before? I'm not really sold on that. It's an interesting team. Definitely not made to win this year. Uh, So that's why I had them at twelve. But what did you? What did you have? Eleven?
0: I had I had the Knicks. Oh, I had the Knicks. There you um, go,
2: Mitch. We are doing this like so the same and just like slightly different. I love it.
0: I yeah yeah I I love it too, man. And it, it, the biggest thing for me, like you said, Christoph Porzingis, who uh, tours ACL in early February, will be out for at least part of the season. Um, doesn't mean it's a completely lost season for him, but it does mean that they're going to be without their best player for a long time. Um,
2: and there's not a lot after him. I mean, that's the thing. There's there's not a lot to like make up for Christophe Porzingis.
0: No, there's not. There's There absolutely is not. Um, you, Enos Cantor is one guy I guess you could look at. Kevin Knox. Maybe Tim Hardaway. Frank, Tim Hardaway. Frank, Tim Hardaway. <laughs> yeah. Frank Uh That is not very comforting. It's not at all.
2: <laughs> Basically, yeah it's it's a rough it's a rough situation for them, especially like like with with Kristaps Porzingis not being healthy. So not good for the New York teams, Nets, no. Knicks, not looking too hot. Though I will say this: any team that trades for Jimmy Butler will get better. And these were teams he mentioned. I don't know how involved they are in trading. It looks most likely that he'll go to Miami. But add Jimmy Butler to either of those teams, Mitch. Do they make the playoffs? Oh,
0: maybe at an eight.
2: Yeah, I say I say a hundred percent yes. I think the eight seed will be under five hundred in the East. So I think any of these teams with Jimmy Butler can hit thirty nine forty wins. Okay, so we are on number ten in the Eastern Conference now. I have like so in my head, I have six solid teams in the playoffs, and then these last four teams vying for like the two spots left, seven and eight. So this tenth team I have as like a possible playoff team. I don't know how you felt about it, or you know where how low you, that kind of dipped down for you. What were you thinking?
0: Yeah, there was probably maybe ten, maybe nine, maybe nine, not not quite from yeah. the ten. Yeah. Okay. Well, then let's start. What What is your ten then? So my ten is the Charlotte Hornets. Oh, so um, is mine. Okay,
2: Mitch, we're doing too good at this. We are seriously we are way too good.
0: <laughs> way too good. Um, I think that uh, Kemba Walker is uh, poised to have another great year. Um, yeah, the the off the the starting lineup is is pretty tough to. There's not really a whole lot to take a take from it. Um, but there is one thing that I think that we can really rely on is that Malik Monk's talents are undeniable. Um, he's a great shooter that can go off. Really, whenever he wants from long range, Um, and I think he's going to be a a more reliable player than what people are thinking. I think what people are going to give him credit for. Um, He struggled last year finding any sort of rhythm offensively, but I think that he's going to be a a very reliable player going forward for them.
2: Yeah, well, and and they're going to need if they're going to do anything, they need him to have a good second year for sure. Um, I I had them at ten. Like I said, Kemba's health. If he's healthy and this team's rolling, I think they could maybe squeeze a playoff spot. But I'm lowest on them out of the kind of four teams I had at the bottom. Uh, I will say that Miles Bridges, who was is a rookie from Michigan State, a very solid player. Keep an eye on him. He's kind of my sleeper rookie of the year pick. Like a guy I don't think will win it. But if everything goes right, I think he could be in the conversation. I think he's a very talented player. He's gonna get opportunities on this Charlotte team for sure. Oh yeah. So. Absolutely. It's kind of my guy I'd say keep an eye on Miles Bridges this year. So that was our number ten. Number nine, are we are we correct again? I had the Miami Heat at number nine.
0: Why well, we are correct. What? We are correct on that one. And now this is
2: barring them not getting Jimmy Butler. But assuming they get Jimmy Butler, they're definitely more towards like seven or six maybe. Um, But why did you have them at nine then?
0: I had them at nine really because they lack the star power there. Um, there, There's just not really a whole lot there other than Dwayne Wade, um, who I think is going to be more just of a leadership role right now. Uh, They have guys that names that we've heard before, like Hassan Whiteside and Kelly Olenek and Gorgon Drogic. And there's, there's names that we've heard before, but I, there's none that really stand out above and beyond uh, Dwayne Wade, who's going to be there more in a leadership role. Now, if they do get Jimmy Butler, yeah, they probably are a top eight team in the East. Definitely. Um, these, definitely. Nec- these next three teams are probably teams that you could – interchange for, for sure for sure
2: yeah um, no i miami has a shot at making a playoff i you know i had them just on the edge but you know yeah i i, I agree with you goran drogic his older but a solid player josh richardson justin winslow bam Adebayo, bio kind of these younger players that they have that could be potentially good but i don't think are there yet um and then i you know if they do get jimmy butler they're giving up J- probably josh richardson maybe Justice. Justice Winslow, maybe having to throw in Bam Adebayo in that could really deplete this team. I don't think they'd be great with Jimmy Butler, but better than as currently constructed for sure.
0: Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, so.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like, I you know, and we've talked about this with a few teams. Talked about it with the Clippers. I mentioned it uh, with the... Nets was it the Nets we talked about just teams without a star player you know not just a young team rebuilding but a kind of decent team but that just doesn't have a central guy
0: right and a lot of people might go like well what about Dwayne Wade that's a star player he's no he's not he's not there anymore
2: this is his last season he's definitely not there he hasn't been there for a long time
0: he hasn't yeah and uh, don't get me wrong he was there absolutely but he's he's an aging player that's just not there anymore so um yeah just lacking the star power there in Miami is really what did it for me
2: i i well I obviously agree with you because we both had them at nine so our eight playoff teams then uh we have the same teams in the playoffs uh which we didn't have in the west we actually we slipped our our switch our eight and nine there, but eight teams in the playoffs we have the same i I will start with my number eight my number eight is the Chicago Bulls. okay. And I think this is the team that a lot of people are pretty low on. I don't think many people are very high on the Bulls. In fact, I don't think many people have them projected to even make the playoffs. I'm sure that Miami and Charlotte are kind of ahead of them. The Bulls were the 13th seed last year, won 27 games. But this is a young team with a lot of guys that I really enjoy. I think Larry Markkanen is going to be a great player. He's like Dirk incarnate. Uh, And he's just going to get better this year. He had a great rookie season, a very underrated rookie season last year. He's just going to get better. Zach Levine played a lot better. They paid him this year. He's getting paid $19.5 million. They paid him. I I don't know if he's going to be a star. I think he could be good. I like Chris Dunn. I think Chris Dunn's a young, good player. And then the biggest thing for me is the addition of Jabari Parker. Now, Jabari Parker hasn't really panned out the way – the Bucks would have liked him to pan out, which is why they didn't, you know, keep him. They let him go to Chicago. But he was the number one pick in the, what is it, 2014 draft? He's been in the league for, this is fourth season. So, yeah, I think 2014. He was the number one pick for a reason. He's very talented. He's struggled with uh, with injuries since, but has the ability to play well. And I think he's going to have himself a great year. And He's kind of the key to this success they have a lot of young guys can he be a star he hasn't really been a star because Giannis was drafted right around that time and emerged as this unexpected star so I expect Jabari to take on that role score a lot average over 20 points a game and this team to be kind of exciting
0: sure yeah I I don't have them at number eight actually I have them a al- little just a spot higher, and we'll get okay, to the so second. Okay,
2: so you had that seven then.
0: I had him at seven. Okay, at number okay. eight, I had at number eight, I had the Wizards. Oh well, that um, was
2: my seven. So there we go. We'll talk we about go. these then. Uh, probably,
0: <laughs> probably one of the better backcourts in basketball with John Wall and Bradley Beal. Um, a a very good back backcourt there. Um, when you pair them up with Otto Porter Jr., uh, Markeith Morris, and Autoport and uh sorry, I already said him, uh, Dwight Howard. Uh, it, a good starting five, a very good starting five, in fact. Um, and their key, then re- their reserves are really very, very talented. Uh, Austin Rivers coming over from the LA Clippers, um, he's going to be a, a great addition there and give him a good fresh start, I think, for this team. Uh, Kelly Oubre has shown to be a, a a reliable reserve off the bench, and then Jeff Green as well, um, a veteran forward who's. Um, Adds a little bit more depth, I think, at the forward position for, for, sure. the, for the Washington Wizards.
2: Yeah, so here is my issue with the Wizards. And I mentioned this when we talked about Portland, and I didn't want to talk about this now. And that was my note when I wrote down about the Wizards. Same as Portland. What is the ceiling for this team? I This team is currently constructed is not a team that's going to make the Eastern Conference Finals. And no, I, no, no. I, I worry that a, a backcourt tandem of— Lillard McCollum or Wall Beal, that's just what you get. You 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 have regular season success, you probably make the playoffs, maybe make it to the second round if you're lucky, and that's the ceiling of these kind of teams. So my question to you is as a team, are you just okay? Okay, let's not even as a team, as a fan, let's say you're a fan of one of these teams. Would you prefer them to keep these players together? You'll always be in the playoffs, maybe not seeded very high, but you'll always be in the playoffs. You'll never really compete in the playoffs, but you'll be there, and it'll look pretty good. Or would you rather them trade one of these guys away, mix it up, and try to figure out something that can lead to a conference final or beyond?
0: If I'm a fan of one of these teams, I don't want to be in the playoffs every year and then be out in the first round. This is coming from an Oakland A's fan where we're at this position right now, we seem to be always around, right? That in the last couple of years, we've had a down year, but we always seem to be around and we might be an ALDS team and we're out by that point, right? Because we're playing a, a more superior team. Now the baseball market's a little bit different from the NBA and I understand that. But if I'm a fan of the Washington Wizards, for example, because they're my team and so I'm going to stick with this scenario I would be okay trading a John Wall or a Bradley Beal for a inferior player and in some draft er, and a draft pick to try to build around a core with Otto Porter Jr. I'd be okay with doing that. I I wouldn't want to be just a perennial playoff team that's going to be somewhere 5 and under in the seed in the seeding and be knocked out by the second round. We might make a second round appearance, but we're not going to compete right that that's where i don't want that i don't want to be there as a fan i would be okay with trading a star like john wall or like bradley beal um i think that signing dwight howard they're going to regret it or re-signing dwight howard they're going to regret it i think that there was a there's a lot of potential there too there was there was potential to bring in younger talent there and they just signed the guy with the name um which is okay, I guess, marketing-wise for him. You're going to sell games if you have Dwight Howard playing at your games, but it it's not a good it's not a good basketball move. And so, I would be okay with getting rid of one of these guys, like John Wall or Bradley Beal, in return for maybe a draft pick and trying to build a good young court around it, and maybe sucking for a few years.
2: Yeah, you know? well, and that's where. I, you know, as a fan, obviously, like, here's what I think. I I think of, like, Sacramento Kings fans or Minnesota Timberwolves fans that go year after year after year without making the playoffs. And wouldn't they rather be Washington Wizards where they're not great, but at least they get to see their team successful, you know?
0: I don't think so. I I don't think so because the Kings got all, like, and I always draw back to this because this is probably. The best team to never make a finals is the early 2000s Kings. And so I, I they, they're so perfect for a lot of examples of stuff like this. And I think they're really good for this one, is that they were so close.
2: Right. And they and were a legit great team.
0: Yeah. But And they were. And they could have been a finals team a couple times. But I, I think when you're that close, you don't want to just settle for being in the playoffs anymore. I think you want to be a team that's going to be competitive throughout the playoffs, and you're going to want to have that talent around you, whether it takes a few years or not. And I think the Kings right now are on that turn where now uh-huh. they have the young talent and they're going to start rebuilding back up. Um, at least it's looking that way. That, yet, that's yet to be seen. For but sure. I, as a fan, I wouldn't want to see that.
2: Yeah, but it also took fifteen years for them to get to where they were in Western Conference Finals till now. And they're well, not they even also had playoff contenders in the
0: in the front in the front office.
2: True, true. I just they, they I had, had I, they
0: had front office guys that screwed them for years. Yeah. The Loof brothers were absolutely right. terrible. For sure, so. for
2: sure. I, I just I don't know about, you know, this Portland Washington teams that just kind of coast here and do this. I, I don't know why any of these teams are not and maybe they are Maybe they are. I don't want to discredit them. But I don't know why any of these teams are not calling the Minnesota Minnesota Timberwolves and saying, hey, you want a good return for your guy? McCollum for Butler. John Wall for Butler. Bradley Beal for Butler. Let's do this. Because now you get a small forward. You get a forward. You don't have this backup. You don't have this, this, this backcourt clog. Minnesota gets the good player that they want in return, an all-star caliber player. And you just mix it up. And the the worst that can happen is that you're probably about the same as we were. Well, I mean, Jimmy okay, Butler's but let's not going to make you
0: worse. Well, let's be honest though: is John Wall for Butler a straight up trade a, a fair deal here? Because the, I don't think that happens. I think they're going to have to give someone up. Now, if they give up John Wall for for Jimmy Butler, they have someone else they could they could use there. They have Austin Rivers that the, can run the point guard spot. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. but that's to me that's not a deal worth taking John Wall for Jimmy Butler straight up. Why? Because Jimmy Butler's a far superior player than John Wall.
2: Right, but here's the thing, if you're Minnesota, I mean right now from Minnesota, the talks of the trade they're going to get from Miami is Josh Richardson, <laughs> Bam Adebayo and a first round pick.
0: Right, but that's what I'm saying is like Minnesota should be asking for more than that. Right, like a John Wall.
2: Like it's you're never there's never going to be a, tr- a fair trade. A superstar for a superstar trade is never going to be completely fair, right? No, no. But I think that, uh, you know, trading a John Wall or McCollum or even a Bradley Beal for Jimmy Butler sets up Minnesota much better. And it gives one of these teams a chance to try something different. And like I said, the worst case scenario is they play about the same. Jimmy Butler's not going to make them worse. So at the very least, they're where they're at. But best case scenario, they're better because they have a more balanced team.
0: Okay, so let's say this What about Jimmy Butler for John Wall? And a conditional first-round pick in the next season if – so, because they do it by draft. So, like, if you're not under – if you're not in a certain range of a yeah, draft. Yeah, it's like
2: lottery pick, protected or top ten protected. protected. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: So, okay. So, let's say lottery protected.
2: First. A lottery protected first and John first. Wall for Jimmy Butler.
0: And, yeah. The, the, you
2: the, the I would take that if I was – both teams especially if i'm minnesota if i'm washington i'm probably not wanting to give up a first round pick and john wall i think that's overpaying dramatically for Dr- jimmy butler
0: but if but, you're getting jimmy butler don't you think you can perform past a lottery pick pro-
2: yes yes and that's where maybe i would do it i the only thing the, the complicated things are contracts and john wall has like a 40 million dollar contract so there would be some other swapping of salaries Georgie Dang is probably coming over with Jimmy Butler. You probably got to send some other bench guy back to balance out the salaries. But to me, that seems like a, a, a move that they should make. And, yeah. and 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 same with with Portland. Don't trade Lillard. Lillard's first team All NBA. But McCollum for Butler, and maybe maybe a first. Yeah, you throw first in there. Balance out some contracts. I I think why don't these teams make this? This is my question. Is that like I said, you have just. Consistency, but nothing great. You're just good for five, six years, but you're never going to be great. So, why not take the risk on a player like this who wants to leave and send back somebody who the team will actually want to have? Like, I'm sure Minnesota would love to have CJ McCollum with that, with Carl Anthony Townsend and Andrew Wiggins, or John Wall, or Bradley Buell, or any of these guys.
0: And this is a conversation I think we could have another time because this is a conversation we could have for a long time. Yeah, for sure. But, (laughs) I think the reason we don't see a whole lot of that is because it takes so long. I mean, probably more than what people would think. It takes so long just to get five guys to play together well. And so that's why we don't see trades like we do in, in baseball. You know, it, it takes it takes a long time to get this group of guys to play well together. Yeah, and so that's sure. why we don't. That's why we don't see stuff like this happen all the time.
2: Yeah, one. Well, I, I think it's the money too. Uh, if you're a playoff team year after year, that's successful for your team as a business. And so making risky moves that could keep you out of the playoffs for years is not ideal for business. It's better to do what wizard with the wizards and the Trailblazers have done, which is stay good but not <coughs> great. That's better for business. You'll be a playoff team. You'll sell playoff merch. People will be interested because you're good, but you'll never be like great. But if you really want to win, I think you gotta make more moves like that. So Yeah. Alright, so we have the same six again. I, I I'm I'm pretty sure we probably have the same six. Who's your number six team then?
0: Uh my number six is the Detroit Pistons. Cool. Same page. No, oh, you're on board. Yes, absolutely. Okay, so let's walk through this together. So let's so let's look at the Detroit Pistons last few years. Pretty unimpressive, right? Yeah. Um, they have the reigning coach of the year, um, who is winless on the Detroit sideline. He has not won in Detroit yet. That's Dwayne Casey, um, who came over from Toronto. Toronto. That's correct. Yeah. And that wasn't a test. I honestly forgot where he came from. <laughs> um, but you know, a, a good starting a good starting five here. We're looking at Reggie Jackson, Reggie Bullock. Andre Drummond, Blake Griffin, and Stanley Johnson. Yeah. A good a good starting five. Um, Luke Kennard is another guy that I'm looking at. Um, he's can you believe he was drafted ahead of Donovan Mitchell?
2: Yeah, I think that's the biggest that and Malik Monk was drafted in front of Mitchell too. Those are like the two where you look at shooting guards like that and you're like, wow, I would not be happy if I was either of those teams.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely not. Um, but you add another big, a good big man. We saw him there in the second half of the season, Blake Griffin, um, all, obviously an all-star talent, um, very reliable. And I, I just think this team is going to be, they're not going to be someone we talk about the whole year. I think they're going to be just kind of sneaky getting in in the bottom half of the playoffs. Um, I could see him at an eight spot too. Um, yeah, yeah. I, and like we just we were just talking about the Washington Wizards. I could see him getting in, the wa- Wizards being higher. So, uh, I but I th- I just have them at six just because I think they're going to be real sneaky about it. They're uh-huh. not going to really flash. They're not going to really catch anyone's uh eye per se.
2: Yeah, you know, I uh I, I you know, the six I think is about the ceiling for them. I, I couldn't yeah. really see them at the five. I think the five teams we have ahead of them are much better than Detroit. But I mean Blake Griffin. Healthy, full season in Detroit, obviously was traded at the trade deadline, so this is his first full season with Detroit and Andre Jumman. Reggie Jackson's the key to me here. Uh, Obviously, Dwayne Casey is a great great head coach, and things didn't work out in Toronto. I don't think that's all his fault. I kind of understand why they fired him, is what it is, but he gets to go to Detroit with a a talented team. I think there's a lot of potential here, and Reggie Jackson is kind of the key to it. Only played 45 games last year. They need him healthy because Ish Smith is not – a starter. He's definitely a backup. You don't want him in the starting lineup. Tons if Reggie of speed, Jackson, though. if Re- yeah, true, but if Reggie Jackson can stay healthy, play his role, and allow Blake Griffin to do what he needs to do, and Andre Drummond to contribute in his way, I think this team could be legit and and maybe a tough team to beat at six, uh, especially with Dwayne Casey uh, at the helm. You know, I really like that hire for them. So,
0: yeah, no, absolutely, it's. Blake Griffin's not going to have another Lob City opportunity, but it, he's going to do, I think, he's going to have a successful run. For sure. Detroit. And an all
2: star season. He'll definitely be an all star. I, I think 45 wins is about about right.
0: Yeah, I think I had him at 46. Yeah, so, 45,
2: 46 wins, six seed. Like you said, maybe down to eight. I could see that, but I think they'll definitely make the playoffs. Barring eight. You know what? To be injuries. honest,
0: in, in a really weak Eastern Conference, they could make the eight seed at 42 wins or less. I, mean, I like I, less. I said
2: earlier, I do think we'll have a under 500 team make the playoffs. I think the, I think the eighth seed will probably have 40 to 30, 39, 40 wins. I think they'll Which be under is 500.
0: So weird to think about,
2: especially because you'll have at least two teams in the West that are over 500 and won't make the playoffs. Again, why I advocate for getting rid of conferences and just doing the top 16 teams for the playoffs yeah,
0: um, which by the way, I'm on board with you now. I I that that's cool. a I like that. So number five,
2: <laughs> number five. Okay, go ahead.
0: I have the Indiana Pacers. How about you?
2: Oh no, I, I have the Pacers higher than that. Explain oh, okay. why five.
0: Okay. Um, I just you know I there are some really talented teams here in the East that I think are going to get overshadowed by the star-studded West, and so I I have. I have the Pacers at five. I I look at their starting lineup. Obviously probably the biggest name on there is Victor Oladipo for sure. Um, he is a, he's going to be a perennial all-star. He's going to be filling that, that Paul George void that they had. Um, he's always a fan favorite because he's exciting to watch, um, a great scorer. Um, another one is Bohan Bogdanovich. Um, now, we talked about Bogdan Bogdanovich, um, who is his brother who plays for the Sacramento Kings. Both of them outstanding three-point shooters. Um, kind of the new era of Peja Stojakovic in my mind. Uh, the, the great three-point shooters. Uh, Darren Collison, Miles Turner, Thad Young. Going to round out that starting five for him. Um, Sabonis is going to come off the bench for him, which I think is a great guy to have. Tyreek Evans. A one-time great over there in Sacramento when he was a young, up-and-coming star. Um, averaged 22.6 points per 36 um, in his ninth season. So it's, it's going to be uh, a really exciting Pacers team, I think.
2: I, I absolutely agree. That's why I had them higher at five. I will save what I have to talk about for them when we get to them. Um, my number five was actually Milwaukee. I have the Milwaukee Bucks at five. Okay, and their ceiling I have as three. I think they could probably get as high as the three seed if uh, everything works out. What I'm most excited for is Mike Budenholzer as the new head coach coming over from Atlanta. He is you see what he did with the Atlanta teams. Uh, they had sixty win Atlanta teams not too long ago. Uh, Budenholzer is a good coach, and to be honest, Giannis. Honest Giannis um, has not had a good coach his entire NBA career, has had very mediocre coaches, and giving him the opportunity to be coached by a guy who has been successful to some degree, has gone to an Eastern Conference Finals with the Hawks team, uh, an Al horford Millsap team, I I think is going to really unlock a lot of what, Giannis Antetokounmpo can do. They have a lot of depth. I love a lot of the players they have. Uh, Matthew Dellavedova, solid. Thon Maker, young, potential. Malcolm Brogdon, same idea. Tony Snell, a good defensive guy. Eric Bledsoe, let's see how he does in his second season in Milwaukee since being traded. I love them signing Ersan Ilyasova from the Sixers. Adds three depth. Uh, and a a lot of potential on the perimeter. Him and Thon Maker can both hit threes. They can stretch the floor with the 6, 10, 7, 1 guys on the perimeter, which is going to open up the lane for Giannis. Uh, There's just so much they can do now with this team, and I think they now have a coach that can take this talent because the team is very similar to what they had last year. A lot of talent last year, but the coach just couldn't figure out what to do with it. I think Buddenholzer will be able to do that. I think Giannis... I know I said AD MVP, but Giannis is like two. Giannis is right up there. I think he could definitely compete for an MVP this year.
0: Yeah, um, if I have a favorite, if I'm picking a horse to win that MVP race, I'm picking Giannis.
2: Absolutely, I feel I, you. I'm, I'm sticking with AD. It's a close one though for me, really close.
0: Yeah, I I, I have the Bucks at four. Okay. Um, yeah. Okay. So I with Bledsoe, Brogdon. Lopez, Chris Middleton and Antetokounmpo in that starting five. Giannis is obviously, you know, by far the star of this lineup and I think that he is so entertaining to watch. I think he's going I he is my he's the horse I'm picking to win the MVP this year. Um now that that is yet to be seen. We we don't know what kind of year he's going to put together, barring injury, barring barring regression. I don't see regression in his future, though. Um, great slasher, great shooter. Um, he averaged a double-double last year, 26-9 a game, plus 10 rebounds and 4.8 assists per game. Um, just an outstanding player, um, and he's going to have Eric Bledsoe to play along with him. So for a full year so this is going to be a this is going to be a really fun team to watch i think
2: yeah you know the key to me is chris middleton he had a great season last year averaged 20 points a game and was really the the yang to the yin yang yang to the yin yin i yin yang (laughs) i'm just gonna stop that he was a very good compliment (laughs) (laughs) to Giannis last year and they need him to do that again they need him to be productive like I said 20 points he was not good from three 35.9 percent 46.6 from the field get those three numbers up play a little more efficiently and he's gonna be a great compliment to to Giannis and really unlock the potential they have offensively so I'm pretty high on Milwaukee I really am not that high because I had him at five because I think the teams ahead of them are better
0: So so what do you think their ceiling is at?
2: Three. That's what I said. Three seed is their ceiling. I think they could reach it. Okay. Uh, But I have them at five. Number four, I actually have Philadelphia. Okay. Uh, So Philly was a three seed last year, won 52 games. I think we're going to see a pretty similar season to them this year. Um, Pretty similar team. Not a lot. I mean, they did lose out on Bellinelli and Ilyasova and didn't really replace them. With anything significant, Mike Muscala is kind of like the only, like, so that, that'll that hurt because that was huge in the playoffs, being able to stretch the floor like they could with Bellinelli and Ilyasova from perimeter was huge. Wilson Chandler, I guess, comes over, but I, I don't really know about that, but Joel Embiid's going to get better, Ben Simmons is going to get better, Fultz is the biggest question mark. We don't really know what he can do. I think he has the potential to be a great player, but didn't play at all last year, so we're really going into this season blind. And if he can be what he should have been as the number one pick, this team could be very dangerous. Uh, but I'm still going to have them at four. Cause they're they are a young team and their stars are players that at the most have played like three seasons. So yeah. two seasons actually. So
0: yeah, I i have, I have the Sixers at number three. Um, trust the process. <laughs> they've, <laughs> they've really put together a great team. Ben Simmons has blossomed into a, a very Great player. We know what Joel Embiid can do. Um, Dario Saric is is another player that I think is going to have a big role there. Um, but you like like you said, the biggest question mark is going to be big. Biggest question mark is going to be Markel Fultz. What what can he do? Probably coming off the bench um, at, as a as a reserve guy. And then Wilson Chandler is a great addition to that bench as well. Yeah,
2: I, I think Fultz will start by at least halfway through the season,
0: though. Okay. So who's, like, I, who's, I, I you re- who's you replacing that lineup, Covington? Uh no, JJ. Cuz you're probably JJ.
2: going Ben Simmons, JJ, Covington, Embiid, and maybe Chandler. I don't know who they're playing at like the 4 position. Kind of depends on the lineup. But I I think you want Fultz. I mean, you can throw Foltz out there with that. You get a Foltz, JJ, uh Ben Simmons, Covington, Embiid. That's a really solid starting four, starting five I mean. Oh, absolutely. You know, so I, I think he'll start. He'll probably start beginning this. Se- well, I don't think he'll start at the beginning of the season as they get him acclimated, but I think we'll see him in the starting lineup pretty quick. Uh, and he's the number one pick last year. You know, like we talked yeah. about with the NFL, you draft a quarterback number one, you, you, you want to see him play. And I, I think Fultz is the same way. You have your number one pick, you, you want to see him play, especially coming off this injury. So, uh, what is. Okay, so question for you on the Sixers what is their ceiling? What's, what's like the best case scenario for them? Do they think uh, you think they can reach one?
0: Ah, uh, no, no, not not with who I think we both have at number one there. Um, I could see them at two with maybe 55 wins.
2: Okay, okay, which they had what 52 last year, yeah, yeah. 52 wins. So, I mean, that's an improvement. I don't think that's out of the question. 55 would have been the second seed last year, so I, I, I think it's probably about I, I, I'd have to agree with you. I think second seed's probably the ceiling for them as well. Um my number 3 is the Indiana Pacers who you had at 5. I'm very high on the Pacers. I and I will say this um I am I am no I, I almost I think the Pacers ceiling is probably the second seed. I don't think they can reach number 1. I this is a very underrated team. This team won 48 games last year should have beat Cleveland in that opening series. Obviously, I mean they couldn't pull it off so they didn't do it, but had the talent to compete with Cleveland last year, a team that won, went to the finals. They bring back everybody basically from last year and add Doug McDermott, who I think is a solid bench player, and Tyreek Evans, who, like you said, averaged, what, 18, 19 points a game last season with Memphis? Right. That's, that's a guy they can bring off the bench. That's a huge guy, a huge sixth man you can bring off the bench. Um, I think Victor Oladipo is just going to continue to improve. The one guy I'm looking at is DeMontis Sabonis. Who has had two seasons? Came over with Oladipo in the trade, uh, the Paul George trade, and last season, you know, played twenty four point five minutes a game, eleven point six points, seven point seven rebounds. I think he'll make his way into the starting lineup as the power forward uh, to 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 Miles Turner's center, and uh, I think he'll be a solid piece if he can continue on this uh, growth. And, and, and be a solid piece for them. I think that's going to really push that team. And then you bring in guys off the bench. I love the pick they had, Aaron Holiday, uh, the first-round pick they had from UCLA. He's a great guard. I think will be a great backup uh, for Darren Collison. And this is an exciting team. I would watch out if I played them in the playoffs. I would, oh, I would yeah. not want to play Indiana. I think Indiana has the potential to go to an Eastern Conference Finals. Oh, yeah. I, I, I really for think sure. they do. You know they yeah. they And they're slept on. So don't sleep on Indiana. Indiana and Denver are kind of like my two teams this year that I'm like, watch out. I mean, the Jazz, too, I guess. But the Jazz are kind of like more known. But those are like the two teams that I'm like, you know, keep an eye on them. I think they'll be good.
0: Oh, yeah, definitely. Definitely.
2: Okay, so we're down to the last two, right?
0: Yeah, I think we got I think we got the same two and we might have them in the same order.
2: Well, we definitely have the same two Um, order. We'll see, though. So what's number two for you?
0: number two i have the toronto raptors
2: okay yeah we are we are the same toronto two, Um, boston one so let's talk toronto
0: yeah so toronto we obviously the the firing of dwayne casey which i still don't understand i know that you say you you can see it but uh i really don't understand how you could fire a guy after leading him to a franchise record 59 win franchise record 59 wins um they did add Kawhi Leonard, but lose Demar Rosen in the process. Um, th- this is a very, a very good team. Um, really, almost looking like a. There's a lot of like first team, second team, guys, on this starting five with Kyle Lowry, Dandy Green, Kawhi Leonard, Serge Ibaka, and then Jonas Valanciunas. Um, the, a, a very good starting five. Yeah. That what what but what bugs me, I guess, about this team is, is their depth, and I don't think that they have the depth to compete with what now we know we both have at the number one seed in the East. Right. Um, I they don't they don't have the depth really to get there, but a very solid starting five.
2: Right. Well, and that's you know, what their strength was last year in winning fifty nine games was the production, the way they used guys like Fred Van Fleet and Norman Powell and Delon Wright in the late minutes, OG Ananobi. Uh, In the late minutes of games and really balanced out an attack, I think if these guys continue to play like they did last year, this could definitely be the number one seed in the East. I mean, this is a team that won 59 games, and basically they gave up DeMar DeRozan for Kawhi Leonard, who DeMar DeRozan at best is, what, like a top 15 player in the NBA? At best? Yeah. And at best, Kawhi is like top five. Sure. So that's an improvement, and obviously there's question marks with Kawhi. Is he still Kawhi Leonard?
0: Does like, he want as to we be know?
2: There. Is he, right, exactly. How is he going to play this year, being in Toronto? Is you know is is this going to gel well enough for him? But the potential for this is they can make the finals. Toronto could legit make the NBA finals this year with the team that they have and Kawhi Leonard being the Kawhi Leonard that we know that we knew from San Antonio um, pre injury and then pre drama. Uh, but, you know, uh, Nick Nurse, head coach, they have a lot of confidence in them. I saw them play Utah in a preseason game, and though it was only preseason, the starting five for Toronto pretty much dominated the starting five for the Jazz uh, when they were both on the court. And it was pretty impressive. Kawhi looked great. He looked absolutely great. He killed them. They could not stop Kawhi. It was it was actually pretty fun to watch. Uh, so, I yeah, Toronto, a lot of potential. But the biggest question mark, like we both said, is – What is Kawhi Leonard? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Who who is Kawhi? Is Kawhi Kawhi or is he somebody else now? And that will remain to be seen. Absolutely. Okay, and then obviously the number one, the lock, the easy one, I think for both of us was Boston at number one. Yeah. Uh, Much like the Warriors in the West. Why is Boston such a lock at number one for you? I mean, just
0: (laughs) the star power there. I mean, Kyrie... Sounds like he want he's all in on being in Boston. Um, obviously he just said he wants to be re signed by Boston. Um, but when you have when you have a cast behind you like like Jason Tatum, like Jalen Brown, Gordon Hayward, Al Horford, Aaron Baines, Terry Rozier, Marcus Smart, that is a heck of a cast behind you. The depth on this team is actually unreal. Um I I would say probably the deepest team in the NBA, not the best, but the deepest. Uh, yeah. Because they have the, the most reliable guys on the bench.
2: I was going to ask you that. Those eight you named right there. Like, I don't know if I could name a better eight-men rotation in the NBA. Like, no, even yeah. the Warriors, you know, with their starting five, and we're including cousins in that, you'd have to go Livingston, Iggy, and Jordan Bell. Like, I, I, that's... I. <laughs> Man, that's a solid eight-man rotation right there.
0: I think if there's anyone that's going to compete with, with Golden State and dethroning them, it's going to be Boston. And Boston is, um, by and large, the the best team in the East. And, you know, I if I was a betting man and I wanted to win a bunch of money in Vegas, I'd probably put money on Boston. I to, would. Win
2: the, to win the finals.
0: To win the finals.
2: Yeah, I mean, you'd win money. You'd win a lot of money if you did that, so yeah, I can see it. I mean, It's not completely implausible. In the best-case scenario, they could win the finals. Absolutely.
0: Sure, yeah, absolutely.
2: You know, the, the biggest thing that I'm looking at is just how does this all mesh together? Now that you have Hayward, who didn't basically play at all last year, and Kyrie, who was injured a lot of the season, how does this mesh together? How does Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, and Hayward mesh? How does that rotation work? I mean, um, it, far, it you know, sounds like they're a pretty
0: cohesive unit and they haven't even played all, together all yeah, that much.
2: Yeah, but it'll, so. it'll be remain to be seen. I think I, 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 honestly think the beginning of the season might be a little rough. I don't think they're going to be terrible, but it, it, it might be some growing pains as they work this out. But going into the final stretch and into the playoffs, this is going to be a very dangerous, dangerous team uh, and an exciting team at that. So, uh, yeah, I mean, so we both have them in the finals, right? As far as if you had to put... A name on it right now. Eastern Conference Finals is Boston versus who?
0: I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Sixers.
2: Sixers. Okay. Okay.
0: I'm gonna go Sixers. So
2: they'd upset Toronto second round, and we'd have a rematch of the Eastern Conference Finals of last year, Boston and, and Philly.
0: Yeah. Yeah. The okay. other team I think I could see doing it might be uh, Toronto or Milwaukee.
2: I'd have Boston in, in Toronto. Um I think and now that LeBron's out of the east, Toronto has no reason to lose because they only basically lost to LeBron, uh, who, who is literally the literal owner of the Toronto Raptors is LeBron James. Uh but I, I'd have Boston and Toronto and I think that'd be like a seven game series. But I, I think Boston is a better team. I think they go so we have Boston versus Golden State in the finals, which is actually my prediction from last year I had was Boston Golden State in the finals, uh, which we didn't get, obviously, because of the injuries. So, right now, how does that series go, Mitch? We're putting this out there. What, how does the series go? Man.
0: A lot of pressure, because it's way too early to be doing It this. is
2: absolutely way too early. But we did it with the NFL. We talked about... <laughs> we, did. we did it in a way too early predictions. We talked about it. So, all right. I'm going
0: to say... Golden State in seven. Okay, okay. I think, I think I think the coaching and the the firepower that they have in that starting five uh, does it for them.
2: I I would say Bo- it's not Boston. Sorry, I'd say Golden State in six. Uh, I think it goes six or seven games. You can't count out Brad Stevens, and he is probably, in my opinion, Brad Stevens is the best coach in the NBA. He's he's really? a literal genius. He he is the Sean McVay of the NBA. Okay. Just a young guy who just gets it. Who's on the edge of of you know pushing the game forward, changing things up, and and I, I think he's just a genius the way he thinks. And I think he's going to figure out a lot of fun things to do with this team. Uh, but they just can't beat the star power of the Warriors, and, and nobody can until they get broken up. So yeah. I, that would be a great series to watch, and I'd love. I pr- I hope we get a healthy Boston versus a healthy Golden State finals. That would be absolutely fun. Oh,
0: that'd be a great finals. Uh, that would, to watch. That'd
2: be a blast. So, all right, there it is, guys. Megasode completed NBA Megasode. We have Megasode. Golden- <laughs> so- we got Golden State winning their fourth final in five years. Uh, big shocker there. Hot take. Um, but yeah, I mean that 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 is about it. Hope you guys enjoyed. All that NBA content, I know we did. I, I Like I said, I've been looking forward to this for a while, and it's fun to kind of talk about every NBA team, and I'm so excited for this NBA season to start. We hope you are as well. And uh, Mitch, we have more NBA content on the way, right?
0: Yeah. I mean, the season's going to get started. It, it's it's like baseball. It's, it's a long season. So we're going to keep checking in on it every now and then um, and, and keep you up to date on what's going on. Um, but look forward to a lot more NBA content coming up here pretty soon because we are going to be in the thick of it pretty quick, pretty quick.
2: <laughs> Absolutely, and we will have like we do at the NFL. We're going to do an NBA awards prediction episode. Um, so look forward to that as we talk about MVP, Coach of the Year, Defensive Player of the Year, all that kind of stuff. We will give you uh, an episode on those as well. And we obviously we talked about a lot of those today, but we'll give that to you in a in a full little episode. So. Yeah, that's about it, right, Mitch? That
0: That is it, my friend.
2: Yeah, you know the socials. Check in the in the, in the the show notes. It'll have our links down there. Be sure to subscribe to the pod wherever you listen. We appreciate the support. Honestly, guys, it's great, and Mitch and I love to do this. And I don't know, it's just been a hoot. It's been a hoot and a holler.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
2: <laughs> All right, guys, you guys have a good one. We'll catch you next week.
0: See ya!